0: All right. What you got, for? I got something I want to say. Yeah, what what you do you got? want to say? <clears throat> so we're at Dalton's house recording. There's a master bathroom and there's a guest bathroom. Most of the boys use the guest bathroom. <laughs> I
1: already know what he's going to say. Oh, what,
0: did you go in the master bathroom just now? I just went in the guest bathroom because that's where guests go. Yeah. But also, homeowners can go too, I guess, because it's their house. I noticed there is some uh, poopery spray before you go. Uh huh. So there, there's... There's ammunition for a big fight if you need it. <laughs> well, fucking World War Three just happened in the bathroom right before I went in there, and but hey, I, I did a, sn- a sniff check. Let's just say that um, on a zero to one hundred percent solid we're in the negative numbers. <laughs> I, I could smell how wet that shit was and that son of a bitch <laughs> fucking hop skipped his way back up these stairs and said, all right guys, let's record. He, so I sprayed poop, poopery on my bod- on my upper lip like I was walking to a fucking crime scene. That was horrendous. That room in Seven with the sloth guy, that smelled nicer.
2: <laughs> you know what? At least he put some pine trees on. You know what makes this better? What? Earlier when we were about to record it and we had that smell and he was like yeah that's just jacks yeah that's
0: the yeah We so blamed uh, the fucking uh, dog on dog farts. Farts. yeah
1: <laughs> christ Dude, let me tell you so upsetting I, I thought as soon as i came back up here <laughs> we were gonna start recording i knew you're gonna go down there because i just walked out of there and dropped a fat fucking load no a, yeah, a <laughs> log not a log. I <laughs> a log no no no, no. it yeah. was a log. Like, that was meat that, that was
0: thick that was not that is something you drop on a forest fire that was terrible <laughs> that was fucking terrible that was, that was, th- was so bad like <laughs> i could smell the inside <laughs> of you
1: so cool. Oh. Just went in there and
0: fucking. He's got like five stomach
2: ulcers
3: that <laughs> he's had fucking eyebrows he
1: singed off. He walked in the room. Check That's for great. blood. One of those things that <laughs> just like
3: it's gonna linger with you for like a while. Oh gosh. Like The rest of the day.
1: <laughs> occasionally so think about bad. it. I feel I, uh, great. <laughs> I I okay. Wait, I'm glad
4: you do. Uh, I feel
0: better, and I feel better, and I'm glad to be back here with you boys. And I'm sorry I missed the last one, and I'm. It's been a long time because we had last week where i was sick and then we had jesse's wedding month yeah and uh (laughs) it's been a long time since i got to sit down and i'm i'm really glad to be together with you boys i was really fucking sick i was i was obscenely sick and um i had fevers and chills and all that shit it wasn't covid but um i did watch a lot of movies
3: mine was did i tell you i got covid like on the way back
0: yeah on the way back yeah yeah. do you watch a lot of movies when you get sick though Mm. yes I watch, I watch bad movies because I know if I watch something that I'm looking forward to and I'm sick, then during the length of the movie, I may start feeling really bad and I may not like the movie. And I may walk away from that movie for the next decade going, now I don't like that fucking movie. That's
3: an interesting perception because I would say that I do the opposite. You watch because I don't like, you know you like? Yeah, because I feel like watching a bad movie yeah. makes me feel worse. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I, I watch like, like
0: neutral movies. I don't watch like Birdemic or something. I can't I watch
3: something that's like really boring or just like really bad because yeah. it just kind of makes you focus inward almost. So you're just like, I feel well. Sh- I I try to crappy. watch things that I, I think are going to be it.
0: like a seven. And that way, if they're a seven, then they're fine. But then maybe they're a lot better. Yeah, that's it. okay. But I I did watch when I was like hyper feverish. I watched Taken, the Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Right. Because I was scanning my like wall of DVDs and I was so sick that I'm looking, going like, no, no, no. And then I saw the Blu ray for Taken and I thought, yeah, that's how fucking sick I was. I was (laughs) like, that seemed like a good idea. And I watched Taken and I got to say, still really good. Still a really fucking good movie.
3: Oh, yeah. First is a great movie.
0: And then it gets to the part where he does the speech and I already had chills, but I still got chills because that speech is still a banger. And I sat there for, for the next like hour and a half, and I mean like days in and out of consciousness, and I was going like, I don't know who you are, <laughs> and I don't know what you want. If it's money, I don't have any. But what I do have is a particular set of skills. I've never been hard. I <laughs> <laughs> am very small, but I can come. and I'm coming for you and I was giggling and laughing and feverish I sat there for so long doing it that I'm like I got Liam Neeson down that's what I accomplished when I was (laughs) sick Welcome to 90s Roulette, the podcast where we spin the will to see what media we cover from the only decade worth talking about. Uh, does everything still glitter as gold through rose-tinted glasses, or nah? No. nah, nah,
2: no. nah. You kind of lo- lost steam at the end no, it I,
0: for- I forgot there was a second part to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, there's something else. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Other, <laughs> the
1: other stanza. What, uh, what are we covering today, Mike?
0: Uh, we are covering The Fugitive from 1993, starring Harrison Ford, directed by Andrew Davis. We are covering Beetlejuice, the animated series. And we are covering Incubus Drive from 1999.
1: And today we have, but Michael's next to me, and I'm Dalton, and this is... I'm Garrett. And I'm Jesse. I don't know if you covered me or not, I'm Michael. <laughs> 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 this is a really, really good intro. <laughs> let's get started with the, what's the, the fugitive? The fugitive.
0: do, 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 do Hey, do, do, hey, the, the title's not the only thing that escaped...
2: Um,
3: why did you go the with the Twilight Zone? <laughs> yeah, why did you go with the
0: Twilight Well, dude? the Fugitive doesn't <laughs> yeah. have
2: like a real iconic theme. So you just by
0: default <laughs> went to the
2: Twilight
1: Zone?
0: Like, What's the
4: one where all the stuff happens?
1: Tune in next week where Garrett goes. It does have a
3: theme, but I can't picture what
2: sounds like. It's that theme that you got. All right, we're getting into time. Who gives a fuck? Let's start. We'll start it at the beginning of the conversation and change it.
0: Once you've ever it. T- 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 <laughs> no, no, for real, don't ever say it again Change it
4: but. But.
1: We have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes
4: The chase is on Go get him Ready? Critics say the fugitive is full of suspense Thrills it.
2: Fun it's dynamite, Put that gun down! a runaway hit that will leave you breathless. Harrison
4: Ford is The Fugitive, rated PG-13, now playing at a theater near you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Mike, this fucking sucks. All right, so here's the bar. <laughs>
0: That's where you want it to be, but here it is. That's where it fucking stays, and sometimes it falls off and it hits the ground.
1: <laughs> and that's the level of professionalism we like to stick with on this fucking yeah, podcast. So. I don't even know why we do this. I fucking hate this. F- the, the Fugitive. fugitive.
0: Dude, do we have to do this? We've already talked so much. Then I'll, look,
1: I'll, Dude, I'll, I'll, we can I'll get through part. this. I. You know what? Why We've don't all we try, got stuff to say Why don't we fugitive. try to set a goal? Mm-hmm. We cover a movie in a half hour.
2: Ten words each, and right. I, I don't want to do a... a, a
3: You don't want
1: to do anything. I mean, honestly, we We are
3: recording. We're
1: in the Fugitive
3: segment, people. The Fugitive is a pretty fast-paced movie, so I see no reason why we can't just go through it. It's
1: pretty much action scene after action scene. Yeah, so. That's really... I, I. When we started off... So The Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford, made in, what, 1993? three. Ninety three. It stars Harrison Ford, who is a doctor who has been framed for the death of his wife, who he claims was actually killed by a one-armed man who he fought with uh, before finding his dead wife. And then, obviously, they pin it all on him... Um, Or at least they don't have any supporting evidence that says otherwise. And the entirety of the movie is Harrison Ford, who is Dr. Uh, Kimball. Dr. Richard Kimball. Dr. Richard Kimball is being transported uh, from a correctional facility. Uh, Some shit goes awry. There's a big crash on the bus. Some prisoners die. This shit happens. It hits the fan. And he gets free. He runs away and he spends the entirety of the movie evading police and who is being led by Tommy Lee Jones, who is the U.S. US Marshal hunting him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is evading police and also trying to track down who this one armed man is that actually murdered his wife because he doesn't care what happens to him. He just cares about finding... His Wife's Killer.
3: A screenplay which is based off of a TV series, yes, right? Yes, a
2: TV show from the 60s, I think. 60s. And yeah. it yeah. was also, it's believed or <clears a> rumored <throat> to be based off a real person, though the creator of that TV
3: show has kind of denied it. But I've heard that before, dude, and I think that's a rumor. I think I remember seeing the, that. The guy, I mean, the
2: guy does exist. He is a real person, but it's rumor as to whether or not the show is based around him. But it is a doctor who was... who uh, was convicted for killing his wife. And then like 10 years later, uh, got that got a retrial and then it was thrown out as a mistrial and he was released. And, uh, then, like, shortly after, he went back into being a doctor, and then he had a short stint as, like, a wrestler <laughs> for some reason. It's kind of oh, a weird wow. story Interesting, itself. Yeah, but, yeah, that that's kind of, like...
3: Does that mean we're going to get a Fugitive 2 where Harrison there is Ford's a, a wrestler? There is a sequel
2: to the Fugitive Is it really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, called, it has nothing to
0: do with Harrison Ford. Though.
3: But well,
2: sure. it does have Tommy Lee Jones and Joe Pantoliano. Yes.
0: And, uh, U.S. Well, Marshals. And you're
1: talking about U.S. Marshals, Yeah, U.S. Marshals. That is a sequel to it. Which is a good movie. It is. Robert Downey
0: Jr. is really good on that. But no, to, but to to, to go to, back to Fugitive.
1: Yeah, to talk about Jesse's point uh, in that this movie moves i was very surprised by that because going into yeah. this i thought <laughs> so much suspense that suspenseful thrillers, this is going to be like a slow burn movie sure. and it does it's, not it's it's two and
0: it's almost two and a half hours it's it's like what 209 209 and, and it, you're
1: thinking they got plenty of time to like
0: preheat the oven and kind of like put the thing in no, and, and let it go.
2: In, there's like a massive Dude,
0: train crash. There is it it does a hard like cold open on just like the they wife get being into murdered. It immediately
2: like within yeah. the first three minutes Dude, they don't even a, show the
0: courtroom i think within uh, the first they, 30 they just seconds they show the courtroom well, they show, they, it, they, show, show it and they, they say slam a gavel and say sentenced to death
3: and it's which like what a the harsh fucking fuck? conviction yeah, for a, yeah. which Martyr. by the way i didn't know this i was looking at some of the trivia on imdb after and apparently harrison ford argued with the producers about that in the making of the movie and they shot the courtroom scene two different ways because he argued he would not get the lethal injection for that. And he fought with them hard about it. And so they actually changed the screenplay and shot two different versions where he got lethal injection and another one where he got life in prison.
0: I think there's also a whole bit about they didn't want to spend a a lot of time in the courtroom because Ford had just done Presumed Innocence where he's in a courtroom larger the entire time. And it's like, That's that's not the heart of this movie. Let's just get to it. But I remembered all the marketing stuff basically being... You know, the bus crash and then the plane or the uh, the train and then, of course, the stuff in the sewers and all that. And I thought it took a while to get there because I haven't seen it since I was probably nine or ten, maybe. And by the time they show that bus, that prism transport bus. Yeah the fucking opening credits are still coming yeah, on. Yeah, they're still going. Yeah, and I'm so like, early. Yeah. wait, what? Are we about to see the bus crash now? And I'm like, what you, what's the rest of the movie?
3: It shows him running through the woods and Tommy Lee Jones giving his, we're going to search every outhouse, doghouse. Like, Which, and, by the way, the that's, the that, that still going. is not as memorable as I thought and I think
0: what it was is because it only goes for about five seconds you yeah, know he's search like, every outhouse doghouse henhouse this, this, this. I think through osmosis we remember it being bigger because of all the parodies parodies yes
3: right. exactly like, every, like Saturday yeah, Night Live mm-hmm. and Mad TV this and is everyone's yeah. doing that's where that. I knew
2: a lot of the future this is the first time I've actually seen the future all the way through a gotcha. lot uh, I knew it from was uh, parodies it was probably um, just
0: on TV a lot as a kid on USA or yeah, TNT that or whatever too, um, yeah.
2: I know like Family Guy did a parody of it of like at least the sewer scene or yeah. something thing um the what uh, the my biggest like introduction to the fugitive was actually scrubs because Neil <laughs> the, F- Neil Flynn, yeah. yeah Neil <laughs> Flynn who plays the cop on the train at towards the end as the janitor on scrubs and so there's an episode on scrubs and like the the one oh, of the really ra- wait one,
0: the, the janitor the yeah the the mat the mean one or whatever uh yeah 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 he's he like the 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 cop and the on the train to get shot yeah yeah oh, I haven't I didn't recognize him so like okay. there's a
2: the running gag on Scrubs is that nobody knows the janitor's name and so there's like a whole episode where a subplot is he's trying he's always fucking with the main character played by Zach Braff and he's like. Uh, flocking with him Telling him that He was an actor once And that he was In The Fugitive And oh. Zach Braff Doesn't believe really? him Until the end of the episode Where he's watching That scene from The Fugitive <laughs> he And he sees head. him On the, on the That's thing That's funny I, yeah. I, I had no yeah. idea And he's mm-hmm. waiting For the crest To see what his name is And then like At the end There's a thing Where uh, he say, he says I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw you as an actor And he's like I have no idea What you're talking about <laughs> And then he walks away And then at the end He goes Kimball and he's, like, pointing a fake gun gotcha. at uh, That's right. So yeah. that's how I knew the so future. Yeah. I knew that Speaking part. of
0: names and credits and people who have screen time and all that, Jane Lynch is in this, yeah. who's young. And she has not a big part, but she has probably as much screen time as Julianne Moore. Which is,
3: okay, so
2: Julianne Moore's got, like, a pretty I, top bill. Not top bill. She's, she she's, she's four so bills. She's, Yeah,
3: she's one of the top bills. And she's, she's only in, in, like, two five, scenes. So five minutes, yeah. There, one thing I never realized... About this movie, either is that both of those characters, Julianne Moore and Jane Lynch, mm-hmm. both of their characters were originally written in as being a romantic interest right. to I Kimball, right? And they cut all of that out ultimately because they felt like it was weird, yeah, seeing him mm-hmm. with another one. How when he's he trying time? to aven- Yeah, he's trying right. to avenge his death. Or His wife's death. So they cut and all I her mean, stuff I out. I think that was a. I think that was a really smart move. Yes. Uh, ultimately, because it would have made the movie drag. I agree. Like you said, it, it, doesn't it makes drag. it
1: seem like if you didn't cut all of that out, it makes it seems like it makes it seem as though his wife's death isn't his like top priority. Right. And right. It isn't right. as like the main driving force yeah. between him even being alive anymore. You have time to right. flirt. And not I only mean,
3: that, but yeah, he's. He's too busy trying to evade the police right. while trying to solve the murder that he, he doesn't has, have. You're time not gonna be to a playboy, that. That. yeah. yeah During all that, sense. Too. so
0: I, I did see that. Yeah, they had a lot of scenes they filmed with Julianne Moore, but when they cut all those out for good reason, um, they did keep her top build mm-hmm. because Julianne Moore. This was not like her first movie. She had been around no. since like the late '80s, early '90s. I mean, it, it, from like '90 to like '93, she is all over the fucking. Yeah, I place. also
3: did not know that this movie was the reason she got cast in Lost World too. Something, a, something was? about yeah, her performance in this. Oh, she met like five years. She, would think Boogie Nights. Would Spielberg be it. requested to meet with her and interview her after seeing her role in this. That makes sense because
0: he, hmm. him, and Ford were close, so that that makes right, sense. Yeah, yeah, so
3: he, that's how they. She met him and oh. she got cast for it like right after meeting Spielberg.
0: Speaking of which, this is what Ford said no. To Jurassic Park for. I mean, he didn't want to do Jurassic Park anyways because he's like, I don't want to do any more genre stuff. I don't want to be in a movie with fucking dinosaurs. He yeah,
2: probably doesn't want to be another movie where he's got a hat. Exactly. Like, I, I don't want to that. be like but another,
0: like, curmudgeon fucking hat wearing genre, high genre guy because he also probably knew if it's successful, which it inevitably would be, I'm going to be fucking stuck in this thing. I don't want to do think it. i are was... going to be
3: doing this for 30 years? Yeah, I think yeah. he, yeah. he did the smart thing by doing like this and clearing and present danger and yes. that sort and, of and, role. Yes. And stuff. going but to, you know, yeah. I think. All I could think the entire time, too, was how it's not upsetting, but disappointing, I guess, that Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones didn't do more movies together because they are great on screen
1: together. I absolutely absolutely love the scene in the sewer where he goes, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. care. (laughs) That's so so, fucking great. Tommy Lee
2: Jones has one. Intention, one uh job that he's trying to do, and that's just catch the guy that got out. Yeah. He is not there, as he says in the movie. I'm not
0: here to solve a puzzle. purely purely utilitarian. Of just exactly. like this is what I'm here for. Yeah, I, I I do love all their scenes together, but for such a long movie, and in a movie where they, they only have a they, couple
2: they, scenes, yeah, and, and, and rightly scenes. so yes. because it's yeah. a cat
0: and mouse thing, anyways. But also because like in such a long movie you can have Harrison Ford almost saying nothing for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize until he was on the phone talking with Tommy Lee Jones when he's yeah, in the one hour. little? Dude, he said like maybe 10 words in the last 40 minutes here. Which yeah. I,
2: I do want to uh, point out, I know we're jumping around a bit, but like that, no, first, that first scene with uh, him in the interrogation room with the cops, Harrison Ford's doing some fucking great work in that. It's incredible. And not only like he's at, you can tell he's like just shock. Yeah, he's in shock. He's traumatized by what just happened cuz it's right after the murder of his wife and, and then the accusation. Yeah, and then yeah. like the, it's washing over him that he's also getting accused for
3: mur- her murder. Yeah. And not only that, but how oh. much of the movie really is driven by them just kind of making stuff up as they go. Like Tom in that scene in the sewer, Tommy Lee Jones was apparently supposed to say, "It's not my problem." But then said, I don't care, which just it works so much better just the way he delivers that. And in that scene, when Harrison Ford's being interrogated by the police, he apparently all of that was ad libbed. Like the, the cops made up the questions. He didn't know what they were going to ask him mm. in, yeah, during that to, scene. to create a tense situation. Yeah. So and there's a lot of scenes in the movie like that, apparently. I had no idea, but apparently like more than half of the scenes are unscripted. Like, they just yeah. made
1: stuff up as they went. I did like really... For, I really liked the, the dialogue. Sorry to... natural. Like, it's very yeah, natural. It, it, it felt yeah. really good, and I felt, like, bad for him out the gate. I was like, this is not going to be a guy who, like, wins... Like this is gonna be a slog for him to get through. No, no matter even if he gets what he wants in the yeah. end. There's but, gonna be a body count. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like, I mean, this is gonna be
2: fun. Even like a, well, when he's going, he's doing all this shit, and like by the end of it, he kind of does accomplish what he set out to do. But it's like, man, you. He broke a fucking lot of crimes just to do yeah. this. He broke yeah. a
1: lot of laws to do all this, but like good on you for fucking doing it. Because even through all of it, you know, throughout the movie, you see these little glimpses where like, yeah, he's just a fucking good natured guy. Not, you know, he's not just some like high society doctor who's important or whatever, who no. got framed for killing his wife. He's actually like a, he cares about, what it he at least seems like he cares about what it means to take an oath do the right thing of like being a physician or like yeah. being a surgeon or whatever because he looks out for the guard in the initial train crash he looks out for the kid in the hospital Which that bus takeover back to getting
3: Tommy Lee Jones at the end yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that, that he doesn't shoot Tommy Lee Jones in the sewer there were, uh, next right next to a lot of chances yeah. to besides do the his thing. like evading
3: police and escaping initially in the beginning there was one thing that he does that made me think like mm, you might not get away with that one though is when he takes the guns off of the subway and then drops. Them in the mailbox, yeah. Like that's a federal crime. (laughs) Sentenced to death. Okay, which I I, I do think the death
0: sentence is paramount to making it work, though, because it's like. Okay. He's dead anyway. Right. You're sentenced to life. It's like, I'll appeal this shit. We will figure this thing out. I mean, there's going to be some kind of evidence because they don't go over any of the evidence they have against them, really. I mean, they go over a little bit of it, but it's not like a, an airtight case or anything. Yeah, no. that,
3: was fact, one, that was one... There's a number of things that I've noticed. That one of the biggest complaints that people have about the movie is the trial at the beginning and the evidence. The non-existent the, one. Yeah. The, yeah. The, all the evidence they used against him, which is primarily circumstantial evidence of like his fingerprints are on the gun and the lamp. Yeah. Yeah, then you mean his like, fingerprints
1: are on his, his gun <laughs> right. his lamp and yeah. his well, house. They also show
0: yeah. the thing that's that sinks them though is the whole bit the nine one one call. Because, they do show yeah, that. That's like, the, yeah, that's yeah. not great. It's yeah. not
1: it's not great. But also like just building like a standard like character profile or something like that, yeah. you'd be like, it's fucking no! What are you talking about? Yeah, no. hearsay.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a dying woman in her home that wants her yeah. husband. That's oh alone. no,
1: she's crying out for her husband to yeah. come help. Yeah, what what does this mean? Yeah, that that was all like the the what I attributed that to is that what come to find out towards the end of the movie. You, you find out that this was all basically an inside job to get rid of Richard and other uh, leading doctors involved in some release of a pharmaceutical drug that was going to make this company a huge amount of money. And causing
0: liver damage. Yeah. I, that was yeah. so convoluted. I well, That's where I checked out, and I'm like, I'm just going to ask the fucking three other guys tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, Do you know what's going on at this yes, point?
1: So basically, a multi-billion dollar company paid off this ex-cop, which I assume is the reason why there wasn't a like more... Hardcore investigation done, right? Uh, he buried intended it. To this man because the cops basically hid it and buried it and just said no. Richard will take the blame for it. Doctor Kimball can take the fall, and we're just going to say he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. But they were they, they were they were the there C- to kill him. I know, but the CPD stood by that staunchly throughout the entire yeah, movie. Yep. Um yeah. Even though you know, like you say, the evidence against him is fucking kind of weak at best, right? Yeah. Like. Uh, But regardless, it turns out that I guess the multi-billion dollar uh, pharmaceutical company is banking on like, well... We've got to release this drug, and these two guys, Dr. Kimball and another guy named Lentz, know that it causes liver damage. Well, it wasn't. And so the only way to fucking deal with that and still release the drug, I guess, is to murder them. Kill off, Kimble So that. Th- that was the, what I understood was that
3: it wasn't the company itself because Lentz was like the CEO of this company. Mm-hmm. And he it was wasn't going to go along with it either. It was Dr. Nichols who manipulated everything. Right. Yeah. He made it happen. Because he, he was made, the, he was put on the board of directors when you see that whole his whole keynote speech at the end. Yeah. It m- basically pivoted his career.
1: Right. He got to be man in charge because he right. got rid of the evidence against the drug being poisonous to liver, uh, which was headed up by Dr. Uh, Richard Kimball and then also got rid of Lentz who was signing off on these reports for Dr. Kimball and showing that it was liver damage and he was falsifying the documentation that the drug was harmful. Mm -hmm. And he utilized this ex-cop to be the guillotine man to go and take care of the I'm just people. looking at Mike across the table just squinting and grimacing. Like, Which, I mean, that's, that's it. It would have been movie. fine. It was just a whole invasion. It would have been fine. You know? I gotta say that the Yeah, that was covered up movie. by cops. Yeah, sure. sure. It would have been just fine.
3: Yeah, Masterful editing in the movie, by the way, because every once in a while I would get to a point where I would start to feel like This is starting to not make sense. Like, I'm not sure if this plot is adding up, but then it was almost like immediately. It seemed like every time I would have that thought, it was like the movie was reading my mind. And then somebody would make some comment that answered a question. Like, they say something at the end about we'll give you a giving experience. the car, like that the fact that he had Richard's car, and then you, you, there's that scene at the very beginning that if you don't catch it, you wouldn't even notice it. When Nichols gives him the keys, and he's like, "Thanks for the loaner," and it's like that's how he got in the Yeah, house. there's a lot of details exactly. in that like first that, scene yeah, at the that party. You wouldn't that notice. Just, yeah,
2: they're just yeah. like very natural, kind of like uh, you know, quick things. Right, but right. it all doesn't important.
0: draw yeah. attention but to it. The, yeah. I mean, the biggest mystery for the first hour and a half, though. I mean, a, a feature length runtime is how the fuck is Harrison Ford this handsome at 51? He's like 51 God, here, man. dude. Yeah. He looks... Dude, I'm 37 or whatever Dalton wants to tell you. <laughs> Harrison 51. Ford. Mike, good God. His balls look better than I do at 51, man. His
2: balls look better than you do
3: now. That's
2: what I'm saying, man. No, well, I
0: mean his balls
2: now. Oh, at, at 82? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I think the yeah. one the thing of the Destiny, movie man, never used it. really goes into that I wanted to hear more about was the one-armed man, the ex-cop that is the trigger man that kills his wife, he doesn't really make a lot of sense as a character. Like, I wanted to know, like, the only he thing that makes says, sense as a human being, how the fuck like, can anyone be this he's Greek? He's a henchman. He's, he's a, a henchman, th- but he's but, is the weakest man a, of he's, he's, all time. He's an ex-cop. <laughs> and it's like, how did he get involved with the pharmaceutical company? He's a private security head. Point, yeah, yeah, but at one security. point, like, right after their interview, Tommy Lee Jones says something as he's leaving. He says, well, how'd you lose that arm? And he just kind of says, in the line of duty, with kind of like a, like, you know, a, a negative connotation to that. Like, is that why he left the force? Did that make him, like, I'd, jaded
1: for as being a cop? Not entirely sure, because also, what, what kind of, like, irks me about this movie, too, um which I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. I I did think it it started to have like run fatigue. Man, where I, was like, did too man long. Where I was like, Man, this movie really fucking took off and then two hours later I'm like, this thing's still fucking going. Yeah. That
0: that is all right, that is my broad take is every single big marketing thing with that movie, all the memorable stuff is done at the forty minute mark. The fucking bus crash, the the train wreck, like the whole, you know, I didn't do it. I don't care. The fucking jump, jump out of the sewers and the waterfall thing. All of that is at 40 minute mark
1: and everything after that, it's like... The weakest I'm, punches you've ever seen with the biggest oh sound my, effects It's kind of like... Oh, God. just <laughs> him, him running
3: from the police, like him just trying Man. to avoid the cops and the action of that. It's like it's nonstop, like on the edge of your seat action for the first hour of the movie yeah and is. then and like he goes back to like, chicago and he's kind of yeah, like, like running the second his investigation starts yeah that's when it slows down yeah he go, he it's goes like,
0: back to chicago and it's like fucking city by the sea or something or like manchester by the sea it's, it's like a kind of a dour like rainy cold sort right. of like steely yeah. suspense thriller thing and i got up to piss right after the the sewer scene and i paused it and i saw like Forty minutes. This thing's got an hour and a half left in it. Yeah, like what the fuck else is in the movie? Wrong. That That's my that's my issue. Is that it feels like uh, runtime fatigue because all the big set pieces are jam packed. forced forty minutes and then the back half is just like another movie which it's still a good movie it's still very well
1: it's still good the
2: last act still got quite a few said pieces it's still got like the train scene it's got the scene on the rooftop with the helicopter and all that shit it's it's got
1: a lot and it does feel satisfying to like have it revealed to you, like who actually was the yeah. threat all along, and like that feels satisfying. And you know, you have the whole like chase through the security like building or whatever, yeah. where he goes to see like yeah. one of the amputees um, that's like a potential person that murdered his wife. But, yeah, yeah, that that yeah. seems
0: great. Where he goes to the courthouse, the jail. Yeah, yeah with so like he's the chasing most him inept down the stairwell. Cops ever. Yeah, yeah, and, and Tommy Lee Jones. There's the the real. I the guess staircase. that's a famous. Uh, that, that was another
3: scene where. uh this time, Tumbley Jones really got into it with the producers in the part when he's trying to get through the security door and it shuts on his foot yeah. and he keeps shooting through the glass. He kept apparently Tom Lee Jones argued and they had to shut down production for a minute because he kept arguing like he wouldn't shoot again after he shoot. He's too right. like smart of a guy to keep shooting the glass over and over again. He right. just wouldn't do that. He either wouldn't shoot again or he would shoot him in the foot.
2: <laughs> like, he, I, I did think like the foot what, is where you should shoot. Yeah, the foot yeah. is yeah. where you should shoot. What are you doing? Hey, I, I did think it would. But be, I, I like that uh, that scene a
0: lot where he's trying to get out the out the yeah, door. It's, it's it's great it's yeah, it's intense. Like, I thought I thought would have loved it though if he had run through the crowd and part of them and instead of pulling out his pistol, pulled out that little tweeter thing from Men in Black <laughs> yeah. and just like blows a hole <laughs> inside of his it, And then he turns and says, let me have your attention. And look, look right here for me, please. Like uh, That that right there was just an explosion of swamp gas um, and yeah. I have been hard before. I, I've always been able to get
3: hard and I'm not that small. <laughs> But no, if after time. this scene, course, he
2: does this, like the St. Paddy's Parade out there, and he goes out and he hides in that. And which that, is
3: another scene that was entirely ad libs. It's yeah. always one of my favorite scenes in the movie ever since I... He blends into the or crowd. This, he blends this is in a, the crowd. a scene yeah. where
2: I was like, I was thinking something, and then the movie did it, like you were saying. And I was like, you should get rid of that coat, but where would he put the coat? And so, And he does end up getting rid of the coat... But they never show you what he does with a coat. It's just so gone. It's like, yeah, because I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking like, well, if he just throws it on the floor, can't Tommy Lee Jones I, just see the coat I, and be like, had, all right, I'm looking for somebody that has thought, his undershirt. Right.
1: I thought actually there's a guy in the crowd who is holding a coat. He's like, as Harrison Ford is running I, I away, was looking for, there's a I guy in the it. crowd that is holding a coat. Huh. And I've assumed, oh, he handed that guy his coat.
3: Every time I watch that scene, I'm looking to see if anybody notices Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. This it was an entirely ad-lib scene like right before they were while they were doing production. The the director apparently asked the city, got permission to, for them to just shoot in the parade and so Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones just ad-libbed the entire thing and just went out there blended in with the crowd and you had one guy on a steady cam just following him around just watching them just pretend a b- a to just of blend drunk in
0: Chicago and yeah oh yeah. you're like over here? it's fucking Indiana no, Jones. like you got you
3: got Tommy Lee Jones doing great stuff like jumping up and looking and like waving up his yeah. hands and Harrison Ford just pretended to blend in and apparently nobody noticed for like a while for several minutes you know, that no, when, they were there when
0: they first go to Chicago uh, and they show the St. Patty's thing the first thing they show before they even explain St. Patty's day is they show the uh, the river and it's green you know, and yeah. she sat next to me, and she goes St. Patty's Day, and I looked at her, and I went, I would fucking hope so. <laughs> like it's just a really <laughs> filthy source of water, otherwise. No, yeah. National right, Day. Right. Doesn't, do he National doesn't,
3: doesn't he make a Doesn't he? There's a famous comment that he makes in the movie too, right? Doesn't he say at some why point, can't like, why, can't at yeah. Yeah. "Why can't they die the Why can't <laughs> they die blue? Why can they die
0: blue the other 364 days a year?" <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I had I had a thought with the U.S. Marshal crew. Because there's a whole, like, ensemble of them. And none of them are, like, famous people. They're all, like, character actors and stuff. You know what it reminds me of? The time Lee Jones and his crew thing? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Twister. Reminds me a lot of Twister because they all seem very close, like a family yeah. that just moves from spot to spot to spot, and there's always it, like this banter. They eat together, they sleep together. Was Twister
3: before, or after Twister's this? way after. After this. it's like yeah. 96, 96 or yeah, yeah. That's so, what
0: I but this reminds me a lot of Twister, just like that that dynamic between them. Because yeah. if it was just Heimlich Jones being surly and being a smartass and being like a, like a bloodhound, and then Harrison Ford being like desperate and running all the time, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of boring. You have to have some levity, and especially with two and a half hour runtime, almost. I think that Tommy Lee Jones and his
3: Twister crew make that work because there seems yeah, like there's a lot of the banter only way that would have that's, worked that's, otherwise. That's, is if there were more scenes of Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones together because that's basically what you have in like Catch Me If You Can, right? right. Which is great too. And their their chemistry on screen is similar and is great. Yeah, the, there's there's works. a lot
1: of banter amongst his crew and it you know it which makes you like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah, because it makes you see him as more than just like a hunting dog. I think the only scene that the the, the only time that that scenes or
0: a scene seemed like kind of unnecessary like if you were to trim the movie at first i thought the the big prisoner that escaped with harrison ford the -hmm. the black prisoner yeah they there's a whole like misdirection thing where i I think i guess it's right after ford gets the basement greek people apartment yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then then they're like we we found him. we found you think
2: they're gonna be fine they found
0: ford and there's two of them for that for that dwelling and then they go to Copeland's, and Copeland gets up out of bed with a woman, and he grabs one of Tommy Lee Jones' dudes. Well, and they, they've also
2: like the way that they they stage it is just like everyone's kind of in costumes; they're all like disguised. Uh, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones and this younger guy, flower van or something, yeah, yeah. are uh, are disguised as uh, homeless people, and then like it does a camera behind his back and time Lee Jones is pulling out a gun and playing it behind his back right, which so kind of like, made me laugh honestly like,
3: cuz like, uh, like cops wouldn't go through the effort of doing that now they like, just rolled up well, and I, I, I guess by, but like playing. as
2: they're doing it everyone's mm-hmm. also got like patches on patches. their back that they're pointing out cuz US Marshals
0: I think you have to sort of identify
2: like yeah. I, like before what, they go especially, in especially that's what like, what I mean is
3: that like I think today in most situations like that they probably wouldn't even bother trying to blend in first they would just roll up oh, yeah. and do it fast yeah
0: quick um, but he hesitates, not at all. I mean, he turns that corner and boom, boom. I mean, to the point where he gives this guy fucking tinnitus. Yeah. Hey, he gives
1: his, his crew member Newman, uh, yeah. A, I mean like, like a bit the, the back of shock. his jacket yeah.
0: is cut from one of the bullets. If you notice, like yeah. he grazed him just about with one of those shots. Yeah.
2: And there's a, a nice little, a, a really cool scene with the two of them out there where he's like, feeling his ear yeah he's feeling his ear he's like he knows he's got ear damage and he's like you could have just bargained with him he's like you didn't have to shoot him you could have bargained with him and Tommy Lee Jones is like I don't bargain I don't do not do that he yeah. whispers it to him yeah, he, yeah. He just, yeah, he yeah just I know he's gone. like your, yeah. can you hear me right can, now can you hear
0: this can you hear this I don't bargain and he walks off but right after that he's on the phone with I guess his boss who we never see but he says like yep he had one of my kids one of my kids was in danger I took care of it Okay, well, then be mad at me and hangs up. Or basically, what? But basically, yeah. that scene is only there to let them know this guy is not above reproach. He he will shoot. He will shoot someone. And any other movie, I think, would have showed, especially a talent like Tommy Lee Jones, have a whole standoff and then have a code word where the guy ducks down. And Tommy Lee Jones shoots him. But they show him as a cold-blooded killer in that scene.
3: Mm-hmm. And, but but I you're guess right. I do like that they show after that that he gets into an argument with. I guess it's like. Uh, chief of police or something is already with about taking the shot and then there's another scene that I I noticed later that I never noticed I know who this guy is and
0: someone was going, he was going to die either way and I'd rather he die this way than one of my people die in the process. Right.
3: And then there's another scene that happens later that made me think like, it's interesting that they put this in the way that they did because it almost shows that like Tommy Lee Jones is in a way kind of feels regretful about that and feels kind of bad about putting him in danger like that. He's on the phone with that same character later, and he's giving him new information about something about tracking Kimball. And he says, like, don't let him give you shit for your ponytail. And he's like, I won't, sir. And he's like, good yeah. work, young man. And he's like, thank yeah. you, sir. My pleasure. And he's like, it's like There's a the, good way, he him, yeah, the there, way he yeah. gives him a pat on the back. kind of like they, they bust balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they the, bust balls. Those, yeah.
0: These guys clearly, like, don't spend a lot of time at home. Like, the, the their home is on the road with each other, for lack of a better word. Right. I mean, they...
1: They, they care a lot about each other, family. so yeah. But the the so one thing about like it, overall the movie, it's action sequence after action sequence with uh, you know Dr. Kimball trying to figure out who this guy is. Turns out to be an ex-cop um, who was working with the pharmaceutical company, uh, and his good friend Dr. Nichols actually was behind all of it that led to his wife getting killed, as well as one of their uh, associates uh, named Lentz and he. Tracks that all down and everything. Uh, So he has a run-in with uh, his wife's killer on the train. And that's where you see uh, the guy draw the gun, says Kimball. And then the one-armed guy whips around and shoots the cop. And they get into a tussle and once again throw the weirdest-looking punches ever with absolute... uh, comical sound effects behind them it's how, but, like
0: it's all like huskies would fight if they were like standing on two legs it just <laughs> seems so breathy and heavy and strange and
1: slow and just, yeah it's, like, it's very like
0: fun every like two drunk grandfathers at a baseball game every, every like <laughs>
1: hand-to-hand combat scene in this movie is a whole lot of wind up yeah for like the weirdest delivery into a whoopsh like you can tell, books, it's, like, sound it's
3: still that era of Hollywood movies where they don't have real fighters doing like a lot of cinematography. Yeah, 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 or doing the fight choreography.
1: But one, but one of the things that stood out to me that I I think he asked the. The ex cop, the the guy, the one arm guy, I I forget his name. Sykes, Sykes, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Richard Keel that played Jaws from Bond. <laughs> like, the ugliest, <laughs> yeah. a man who bleeds tzatziki sauce. <laughs> like when, when he was going through his drawers in his house, I was hoping he would open one drawer and it'd be like the prosthetic arm, and then he opens the next drawer and it's like a bunch of lamb kebabs or something, <laughs> some pita <laughs> teeth. Just the ugliest dude, man. But at least that scene where they're fighting kind of makes sense because it's not like there's a back and forth. The guy has one fucking arm. I mean, Ford wails on him without yeah. a gun. It that makes guy sense is that not. He can always
3: get the upper hand. Yeah. yeah, and then
0: when he cuffs him, he grabs him by the hair and says something.
1: Slams his he head says, against the he door. Says,
3: you missed your stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's said,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. To, so, so it, Goofy, like, one the side, though, like, he asked at one point, like, why Helen, and they just like, there's never anything else. I don't like, think he asked him that, that though. He I, asked he asks someone. Nickel,
3: he asks Nichols that on yeah, the roof. Why, why
1: Helen? But like, there's never any resolution to that question i it, and, and i guess the point is is just like she was just a byproduct. she was just a she, ca- yeah Because i yeah. think it
3: was sort of like not really a rhetorical question but just kind of him pointing out that like this is why i'm doing this i guess because he answers that question himself earlier when he's talking to jane lynch i think it's when he's talking to her and he says something along the lines of like she was just there they were after me. damage. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was about me. It wasn't about her. Like he's already figured that out. So he doesn't even really need him to answer that question. So was
0: there nothing about when they called him into surgery that night? Was that not part of the plot to get him away from the house? It,
3: no, I don't think so. Because I thought that he uncovers think... that the, one of the doctors that was in on it basically said, call him. See, I thought it was actually it just kinda happened that way because that was why the wife was in the middle of it because he wasn't home yet and he was supposed to be, right? That was why it, the, the whole struggle didn't go right was because he wasn't home yet, but also because <sighs> it, I, I feel like he says something during the scene in a flashback of the surgery and when he's remembering and thinking about the drug and the pharmaceutical company that this is why the person is in surgery in the first place is because they took this drug and they have liver damage and that's why he's doing surgery right now. Oh, I because he says something about, like, somebody says something about taking this drug, and he was like, yep, the Provasic drug oh, of is the future. Of is that, that? I think so, yeah. I, I, he says yeah, something I about think it. I Jesse's right. Wait, I mean, yeah.
1: that drug is specifically mentioned. I don't know, remember, like, exactly in what light or what manner it's mentioned. But or he does say it in the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or it, who's it involved. It just but... seems
0: weird to break into his house and shoot him when the other doctor, they staged a car crash. And it's like so, why wouldn't you just stage a car crash or a suicide or something like that? Because they killed the wife circumstantially with the gun or happens by happenstance with his own gun that she pulls out. So well, what, they he beat her to death.
3: He caved her head because yeah, he shows yeah, she
2: died from the beating. I think right. You said. see the he one, shoots her in the
3: stomach. You see the one the one quick shot where it shows her getting shot in the stomach and she reacts and then you see her getting beaten over the head and when she's making the phone call and she's dying and he hangs up and he puts the thing back on the ground whatever it was the lamp or whatever he had in his hand yeah so yeah it kind of implies that like it probably was the head trauma that killed her but she did get shot yeah when they're
2: listening off they're like she died within three minutes of I don't know something
1: like that but but Harrison Ford definitely does just evade death through the entirety of the movie whether through his like fist fights or falling through windows or getting shot at by a sniper in a helicopter (laughs) did anybody Uh, else think the doing a swan
3: dive off the off Niagara Falls I I laughed out loud when he got off the subway train after he knocks Sykes out and then he walks over the other end of the subway and he kicks the window to the subway it's just one solid piece that goes flying off off the train, <laughs> like, which th- no that, way. that glass may be
0: like that in case a train did get stuck or there was like an emergency on a train, it may, it may be like like a windshield or something that kind of glass. Where yeah, this allows people to get out easily, they bro- cut themselves easily up. broke, breakable
3: maybe. I but but just the way so. that whole frame just goes flying off the train is like hey, this is like super Superman, Superman that kicked this open. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. This, this is a man that's been incarcerated. <laughs> yes.
0: But for all the silliness though of some of that stuff and the feats of strength and all that. I mean, this is just going way back that fucking train crash. Yeah. I, and I even, don't want to circle back to the, man, train let's crash. talk about it, man. Cause this it, is not, the not just the train crash, piece. but the bus scene is like Han air is silly. That takeover is like very cartoonish and silly. And like all these pieces have to work a certain way. The plan for the prisoners was going to involve a death count no matter what because that guy's plan was just to stab him with a homemade shiv and that second guard comes in and immediately just shotgun boom kills that guy yeah. and everything that happens after that is insane because i mean he even pointed at kimball and it's like kill every prisoner on the bus because they're all in cahoots and this is this is how we do it this is protocol don't don't give him a second chance like we can't afford to lose prisoners And then everything goes off the rails. The bus driver gets shot and the bus tumbles and tumbles and tumbles. And that, there's some great effect work there. Which is Um, like,
3: man, I mean, once the bus stops and then they realize the train is coming and the actual impact of the train crash on the bus, like, I mean, that looks so fucking good. They got an actual, that it was a private, uh,
2: train track and they got actual fucking train for it. It wasn't miniatures or anything. Right. right. It a real yeah. effect. They had, they had like, one yeah. shot at they doing one it. One shot. Yeah. yeah. And they have like 11 cameras set up. One of them was set up inside the bus. Right. And it, s- somehow that footage survived. Andrew
3: Davis apparently did weeks of prep for that. Yeah, sure. like they, they, they green screen for like they got yeah. engineers yeah. to come out and look at everything and determine like exactly what the impact was going to look like like a discharge
2: thing on the front of the train. So when it hit the bus, there'd be an explosion, explosion right? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: God, it looks it's, so good. It's really insane. Like how much work they put into that. Uh, and that's the guard on the bus is Richard real, the guy from office space, Mr. Jump to conclusions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's, he's dead serious in this. Um, But even after the actual impact of the train on the bus and the derailment and all that, it's very like practical and there's weight to it. It's like the way those train cars are coming off and all that. It feels like if anything even nicks you, we're
3: fucking dead. Apparently, I didn't know this either, but it makes sense after watching the movie now. But Harrison Ford apparently really injured himself during that scene. Yes, the train. yes. that's and why he's he, limping most yeah, of the movie yeah and he's yeah. limping the entire movie right. and that's because he really was injured that wasn't just him faking it for the role like you're, he really was running and yeah he really did tear his ligaments or something and then yeah. he was supposed to get surgery and he told them no because he wanted it to be real for the right. rest of the movie which is damn Harrison Ford like yeah. there's a reason you just won that Keynes Award I realize <laughs> uh,
0: there's another movie um, that Andrew Davis made years later three years later Holes I know uh, he, right. did holes. Yeah, I, he did make he did make I was like, damn, that's he did make an interesting. And Andrew Davis Odd. made um, Under Siege right before this. Yeah, made some Segal, mm-hmm. two Seagal movies. He made two Seagal movies. He got Seagal basically a start and then gave him his big prestige movie. He did uh, The Package with Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones back in like 88, I think, which is a, actually a pretty good movie. It's a lot like this. It's just a very human like Chicago cop versus bad guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then three years later, he made Chain Reaction with Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves. Which is very similar to this. It has one giant like action scene that was the entire marketing campaign where like the fusion reactor explodes and Keanu Reeves is riding the bike out of it. And it looks very good. I don't know how it holds up now, but it was an incredible shot. I mean, it's like a guy riding a bike out of like an atomic blast. But the rest of the movie is kind of like a sleepy, quiet, like on the run, people after you and everyone's out to get you, like paranoid thriller kind of thing. It's very much like The Fugitive. And then he did uh, he did End of Days. Uh, did he do End of Days? Or I'm gonna think of something else. Oh, no, he, hmm. he did. He did Collateral Damage with Arnold. Oh right. Okay. And then yeah. he did Holes. And then everything
1: after that's kind of just like
3: which Holes yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember not being terribly impressed with Collateral Damage. No, but, uh, but one of the like, worst Arnolds.
1: But to like mm. jump back on The Fugitive and kind of hit the end. Like, wrapping it up, I I actually really like what, how the movie does end in that, like, it keeps on brand. He confronts Dr. Nichols. He says, I know everything about how you were involved in my wife's death and all the shit that you've been doing, essentially for a position of power and money right yeah. that's and, what he in did front it for of all of his peers like why right. he's giving right. an actual like presentation keynote speaker talk yeah. he he confronts him and then they go to the rooftop of the hotel and he goes through just a banger of a fucking fight with him get shot at they fall through the elevator shaft I mean, they
2: both look beat
0: the fuck yeah up by the they end. go they
1: yeah. go through a skylight
0: down like
1: 50 feet They yeah. they end up in a laundry floor that ends with Tommy Lee Jones and his buddy going Joey down pants. there, yeah, yeah. Uh, hunting for Dr. Kimball because they don't know Dr. Nichols is there. Right. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they they know that he's there, but like, they they're looking for Kimball. Mission, mission statements right. Kimball. final cat yeah. and mouse scene and, where
3: everyone is they know they're all there and exactly. no one can and, see each and other. Doctor
1: Nichols um manages to knock out. Uh, I want to talk about that. That is the goofiest. He fucking grabs. Thing. It <laughs> is a
0: steel beam suspended like with pulleys or something. On he sends rail. it on a yeah, rail yeah. and it hits Joey Pants and it looks bad. Yeah. He really hits him really in the face with it and I'm like, and that the is dead no, in the nose. It, that it is dead. It death. looks like yeah. he Beans
1: turns something. around and leans into this steel beam Holy to shit. be knocked out by it. It,
3: it is the, go- yeah. 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 the goofy his, his nose into his brain. Yeah, he's dead. But right. like if you see that and you go like
0: is he in U.S. Marshall? It's Like, oh yeah, he's in there. It's like, <laughs> So he survived. That? It never says it. It's like he probably looks like irreversible. That, well, yeah, yeah. He has, reconstruction? Reconstruction? Yeah,
2: that he's still talking. Yeah, he's there. That's right. Yeah. He's at the yeah. end. Yeah, he has that little line when they're like rolling him out, and he's got his face all bandaged up. He's like, maybe I should take some. He says, "Tell by. Gerard yeah. I'm
3: taking my
1: vacation." And that's so right. it, yeah. it, it ends up, Doctor Nichols gets the jump on Tommy Lee Jones and has is about to shoot him in the back, but. Fucking well, Harry- that, that,
2: that we should like the reasoning for that. I feel is also very justified because uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like baiting Harrison Ford, saying, "I believe you. We know about Nichols." Right, and it, you, when you're listening, you're like, "Well, he could just be lying. He he knows." That Harrison Ford thinks all this stuff about Nichols, but he could be lying that he actually believes right. him. But the that important- makes
1: him a target for yes. Dr. That man, yeah.
2: Nichols now believes that he is a target, and so he jumps out ready to shoot. Tommy and then Lee Jones. Harrison
1: Ford comes out in the like goofiest way with a yeah. pipe, just a pipe, Knock- hits him in like the, the back, back of, the of leg. his leg, yeah. and that makes him go ah, and throw his hands up. And then he hits him in the back, and he falls over. And he, di- he has disarmed him, and Tommy Lee Jones whips around and has his gun trained on Harrison Ford, and he doesn't shoot. Yeah and it, it, like the the movie wraps up like you know really uh, quick no, after that Harrison yeah, very, Ford
3: Harrison yeah. Ford makes a point to say they killed my wife and Tom Lee Jones he says I know even though Harrison Ford didn't have to say that because during the scene Tom Lee Jones is trying to goad him into coming out yeah, by, by saying announcing like, by saying, that exact he information says, he says I know the truth I know what happened right. I know about but, the but harm like I was saying he could be
2: saying that as a lot like he knows just to get he knows yeah. that Harrison Ford believes this is what he could be saying that as That's exactly what, yes you you're, you're right. not sure yeah. if like he's if Tommy Lee Jones actually believes that or if he just like knows what oh, that's a law enforcement thing of
0: like I, I I know I know let's just go sit down where exactly. we get comfortable right. and talk to about get you it he's in a more favorable right. position you right. out
1: yeah but it wraps up very quickly and I, I, like I think you when said,
2: Nichols comes out and he sees that Nichols was going to shoot him whether or not you know that has absolved yeah
1: yeah I mean exactly. he saved his life yeah but yeah. he
2: also knows like even if he was lying before, now he knows, oh, okay, Nichols was right. guilty of something. And, uh, and
1: along with all the other little, like, nice Mother Teresa breadcrumbs he's picked up along the way with, like, helping the kid in the hospital and yeah. saving the guard from the train uh, crash and everything. Which is, it like, because...
3: They don't necessarily know he did that, though, because they they go, the guard it, lied about it.
2: Right. It <laughs> yeah. just kind of, like, followed it, right? Right. Um, but they do know about the kid in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And
1: and so it wraps up real fast. He gets escorted out, thrown in the police car, and Tommy Lee Jones uncuffs him in the car and then roll credits as they drive Which, away. Man. But but I really like the way that they did that because that is the end of this story. Right. Because the entire point of... Richard Kimball is getting vengeance for his wife. Right. he succeeded exactly. in that objective. The movie's done. We don't need to know like the five years and later. Going of what's exactly what on I was going to say.
3: Yeah. That with the exception of like that kind of bit in the middle while he's doing the investigation, that starts to feel slow. For the most part, I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of the movie, the pacing feels very good and very rewarding. You you need only you are only told really what you need to know yeah. and. You feel rewarded for it, for that. And I think probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is after he cuffs him, walks him out, does the per walk to the car, and the journalists all come over and are trying to get him to talk. And then they turn and start questioning the police. And you get that very cathartic into the story where now you know everyone is on his side because the journalists are all like so there's a one-armed man in custody now like and he's saying that was the person is this the guy and the cops are like uh well you know there's a lot and, of one-armed yeah, people hey, there's a lot of, like, yeah they can't yeah. give a good answer what? and it's yeah. like this is <laughs> great still, interview yeah. they are still gonna <laughs>
1: yeah. go even with a but man it in custody look so bad and yes. they're like this is great Did, uh, uh, I, I actually yes I'm glad you brought uh, that up because like fuck does this movie make the CPD <laughs> look so like, like a <laughs> Blood hungry <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Just holy shit. Oh, they, but- they
0: make a mention of it. Like once that cop's dead on the train, they're like the CPD's going to eat him alive. Yeah, Cosmos right. is in yeah. the car,
3: and then later, yeah. once the once the helicopter comes out, they fire. They're, on, they're yeah. just, like, if you see him, take the shot. Which I thought yeah. was interesting that like at some point, maybe he hears Tommy Lee Jones say this, yelling this on the roof, because once he goes out there, he yells at the other guy. He's like, tell him to stop because there's a marshal out there, and. Then the the, the helicopter stops shooting at Kimball and it sort of like whizzes over here for a second. But then after that happens, Harrison Ford just runs back out on the roof and goes right back after Dr. Nichols. Like, he doesn't know that they've stopped shooting at there, him. There are like, <laughs> like
0: some, like all the bad guys or like all the doctors and shit in the movie, they're all just sort of like stodgy, you know, like mid 50 something white doctor dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Just sort of like Northern features. And the bad guy in this movie, I'm going back to it is literally a one-armed guy that drinks fucking olive oil and <laughs> and looks like a vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Spock's dad or something and it's like they couldn't they couldn't get someone a little more I looked at that guy looks by like the way, everyone
3: over 45 that I just saw 2 weeks ago <laughs>
0: in Italy. <laughs> yeah. I looked him up and of course like he's on Babylon 5. He's an alien nation and I'm like, "Oh, who's he playing on Alien Nation?" and it's like And of course he plays a fucking alien. Look at this guy. It just seems weird that you would think they would find someone a little more unassuming for the bad guy role. Because I think he's good in the
3: role. It's almost like, in some ways, I feel like that was a very deliberate choice because he looks very distinctive. And so once you finally do see him later in the movie, you pick up on it right away. You're like, that's him. That's him. And Harrison Ford doesn't, because he doesn't say anything, right? When he's walking around his apartment and looking at the evidence and everything, he never says anything. So I think maybe that was part of the choice that the, you as the audience immediately recognize yeah. him and are like, this, yeah, this is the guy yeah. for sure.
2: Even though the hair is different now that he's he's seeing him. like in the flashbacks, he's got he's this, got the like, curly, hair, curly hair, yeah, yeah. and then there's hair like arpeggio. Yeah, now Which, he's got like. By the way, did anybody
3: back, yeah. else think that that scene is weird? Once the U.S. Marshals are there and they're talking to him and he says something, he completely contradicts himself.
2: says, was you like a hero?
3: Well, he says like <laughs> he says he says, do you know? They ask him something about knowing richard kimball and he says richard kimball i don't know any richard kimball Acts like he's never heard the name before and then immediately turns around and says like i was questioned about all this last year i have one arm it's like what do you mean you don't know who richard kimball is like you know exactly this
0: had to have been been a year of your life right yeah (laughs) it's one of the most high profile cases in the entire fucking nation and he's like i've never heard that name before let me ask you something is it gyro or gyro?
2: <laughs> it's, it's gyro. I don't care.
0: <laughs> what,
2: what, which says for a high-profile case, like he goes back for to one of his friends for help. That uh, that dude that's giving him the lung samples, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess he doesn't know anything about because he's no like, idea. He's like, whatever happened to that thing with your wife? It's like. It's, right, it's, we're working on it. It's like, well, how would you mean what happened to the thing? This has to have been this, all this over the like me place. J. To be like and
0: Simpson? Be like, how's guy- Nicole doing?
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, what, the, what? do you mean? Like, you saw this guy every day. Right. in at your, your hospital, everyone at the hospital knows about this case. Has talked about it, and it's one of the most nationally yeah, high-profile cases. You telling me you don't know what's going on? You're just like, whatever happened that thing with your wife? And then later, that thing with and your and wife. Then, <laughs> and then not only that, but he is just <laughs> the worst liar ever. When the U.S. Marshal oh, yeah. show uh, up. It lies Dude. to him only to turn around
1: and be like yeah i was lying but <laughs> that, that thing with your was,
3: wife like she had scarlet fever yeah. one time or something well, like they, the cops like, show
2: up and they're, they're like they're asking about richard kimball in relation to someone else and he's like i never I, I haven't talked to richard kimball i was like that's not what we said She's like could you yeah.
3: tell us about this what, what richard kimball was doing with this person he goes i ain't seen dr kimball <laughs> they'd immediately right like, <laughs> but my, one of my favorite
0: interactions is when he's narrowing it down, though. He gets the list down from like 42 to five recipients of a certain type of prosthetic. And he goes to the courthouse, to the jail, and he sits down with the guy. And it's just this dude. He's like, Never mind. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. He goes, well shit man let's talk anyways I <laughs> don't have cable in here let's yeah. talk about something <laughs> yeah. and It's he's just like no, I don't have time for this for now like, he's trying to actually explain it away and he's yeah. like come on man let's just talk about something <laughs> yeah. I like that guy <laughs> yeah I, I wish <laughs> yeah. more of the movie was focused on that guy
3: yeah I wish he got
2: that guy out of jail and it was a buddy comedy with, yeah. them, with the rest of the movie he just wants to talk it's man so, I
3: bored. love the way Harrison Ford delivers that too the second he walks out and he realizes it's not the right guy because you could see that desperation in his face like I was really banking on it being this guy a guy who's already and in jail, now, jail. I, yeah now I don't know what to do like yeah <laughs> like, I'm about to get caught because I look so bad
0: right now. Oh, over, yeah. Overall, I, I I enjoyed the movie. It's kind of two movies in one. I mean, there's like a really high octane like action flick. Right, and then the back half is just more of, like, kind of what Harrison Ford was already doing with Frantic, the Polanski movie, and then Presumed Innocent, which is also kind of a legal thriller. And even, like, Witness to some extent. Like, not a lot of
3: action, but kind of suspenseful. It's a great movie. I think, for the most part, the pacing's really good. It's a great cast. Um, yeah. Harrison Ford, I, I would argue this is in some of his best performance mm. in the Misfits movie. And... Yeah, I realize my opinion is biased because I watched this movie probably a hundred times when I was a kid. Yeah, And it's like you say, it was one of those that came on TV all the time. So I've seen it several times, but I, it never ceases to be a good movie to me every time I watch it. It's a great movie. It's fun. Yeah. And, and they're all really good in it. I would... It's not the best movie, but I would probably still put it in, if not my top ten, probably like top twenty favorite movies. Really? I agree. Great I, th- movie. I thought it
1: I thought it was a solid movie and it did you know, it did start to drag a little bit at certain points, but you know, overall I thought it was entertaining. I thought it bread really well. And, you know, it made it had a guy that you wanted to root for and a guy hunting him who you didn't really dislike.
2: Yeah. You just right. want
1: you wanted to know too. That, that's, who the fuck that's a really killed good
2: cat woman? and mouse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, story, and it's not like it's not like that's uh, a super original plot line. It's like a North by Northwest thing too, of 100%. like a guy trying to prove his innocent being, while being chased by authorities. Yeah, but, exactly. But it exactly does it really like well.
1: That. Yeah. I, so yeah, like any any final thoughts about it from uh, you?
2: Fucking. Oh, uh, we you know we didn't talk about that. We were going to come back to the the theme music and. Uh, it doesn't have like a recognizable score or anything. It's but, like, but it's got the thing of like early nineties scores where is, it's, it's just is like, it like
3: bong, a t- like Dude perc- and Howard or something Yeah, well, Yeah, yeah. There's this very specific investigation music that plays yeah. like, every time he starts hunting. It feels the clue. So, it's so law and order. It kinda does, it's like almost like a xylophone. And it's, got it's like bells sounding. It has this weird like It feels
1: like GoldenEye, like menu music. Correct. Yeah. It really does. That's a good analogy. I mean, really that was better.
2: the kind of music that did. That was in a lot of movies like that. I feel like, in, in that era. Well, um,
3: yeah.
0: May, maybe we'll roll *U.S. Marshals* one day because,
2: like, yeah, like even though,
0: even without Harrison Ford, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones. That's that character, and it's all that that yeah. ensemble with him. And fucking Downey Jr. is great in that. And Wesley Snipes, pretty good. And there are some set pieces in that involving a plane and a graveyard and a few other things. Kind of the same thing. Like, just because you hear Harrison Ford's not in it and, like, Wesley Snipes is in it, like, how good could that be? And it's like, it's totally serviceable. But I don't even, this movie proves to you Harrison Ford is the drawing power of everything from, like, 1990 to, like, 1997 after he Air Force just, One. He
3: has such a, just a, yeah. such a strong presence on oh camera. God, he yeah. makes such a great leading man. I mean, he can go through a movie like this where he says all of 50 words yeah. in the entire movie. Yeah. And you just, you're still, like, you yeah, feel like you Yeah, his is very physical. Yeah, and very, very physical. very, like, captivating. Very, yeah. 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 He's excellent. He's very good at that. And Tommy Lee Jones, like, shit, I don't remember what his character is like as the villain in Under Siege before this. He's very But then the after this later, he does Men in Black, and yeah. it's like, he is just great in this, like, Government official leading right, role, yeah. yeah. Like, it be, it take no shit, like, ass. Yes,
2: so, it's, that's his character. After that, um, yeah. but I mean, he, he was great in this. He won the Oscar for it, uh, which he apparently
3: year. told everybody on set that nobody was going to win anything in this movie. Yeah. And he he's, on one, he's the only one that won. But yeah. they,
2: they did get up; they were nominated for like Best Picture and shit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And
3: Harrison Ford was nominated for a Golden Globe, apparently too. Which yeah. I didn't know that. But, yeah, this, wow. is, uh,
1: this is my first time seeing it, and yeah, I, I think movie. it was a great movie and after really good pick, after after talking about it with you boys i think as far as the fugitive goes we captured it uh, oh i think think the
3: only other thing i want to add is i I feel like this to me was also a really good pick just coming off of the fact that dial of destiny just came out and he just got a five minute standing ovation for it and won that kane's festival for having like you know Achievements in film, yeah, like an honorary, yeah, some honorary award. Just yeah, yeah. like I'm glad that we rolled this movie right after the that coming off that because Harrison a, Ford is such a such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I mean he he, he
0: he had those 90s where he said no to genre stuff and I want to do Jack Ryan. I mean, which I, you could argue that's genre, but it's still political espionage genre stuff. Yeah, he did a lot of thrillers and he did a lot of romantic stuff. In the, the Clear 90s. and Present
3: Danger is like I've seen that a couple of times and it's nowhere near as good as this movie, but it's, no, one, of those, good, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's like like and he, I don't think I would probably like it if just not that Harrison Ford is Absolutely. so great in this role Absolutely. of just like right. it's okay, print, if it's boring it, as as it. Yeah, as long as he's running around doing some investigation and gets into a couple of fights, they're like hell but, yeah, but, like, it's Where's great.
0: my family? <laughs> <Yeah>. My wife. My, <laughs> my, my hat is off to him. He's, though, a, he's, a, for, he's the
2: Liam Neeson of the '90s. At least Liam he works. Neeson now, or Liam Neeson or 2010.
0: At least he knows like get in, do an action movie here and there, be a capable like 80 yeah. year old old and then don't do uh 97 more because that's what neeson did neeson neeson wins the academy award for schindler's list made made in 93 Mm -hmm. and he goes on to make a thousand action movies and basically ford has got it all out of his system by the time he's 50 years old but what i wanted to say is hats off to ford for coming back in his 70s and bookending han solo fucking rick rick deckard and blade runner and now indiana jones and yeah. saying like i'm doing this for the fans like it i just, had i had no interest in this shit for even when i was doing it when i was young but if this will make people happy then fuck it i'll do it i've done i've done
3: what i wanted to do and paid my own dues and i'm here yeah. now and he was the he, he was the i had the resented that for a long time of like uh this is like what people know me yeah. for but he has finally gotten to where he embraces that that's like yeah this is what this is who i made this character like that's you can recognize me as that you get older when and, and you think about legacy and you yeah start i think about that's a lot leave. of it yeah and i think too like he the movies that he did just the kind of characters that he was like it he's not like jason statham or you know the rock or somebody just like when you see it like or freaking uh what <laughs> under siege fucking Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah. yeah is that not worth. <laughs> you you mean
0: you mean people where the acting is but secondary? Well,
3: like that. They're just like. They're such like front action people. Like when you see them, they, they don't get hit. You know, like they're that kind of action right. star where they just dominate. And if they do, the they take it really well. What I like about Harrison Ford, and I, probably a lot of credit could be given to Die Hard doing it first and who Bruce Willis is as a character in that movie. Like the kind of character that Harrison Ford plays as an action star is he's not like. You know the best martial artists out there or like the best gunman or anything like that he's just kind of generally thrown into a situation where it's believable that he knows how to throw a punch but other than that like he kind of gets lucky and human limits within yeah. a human, a human yeah, character. Yeah, it feels yeah. realistic. Like right. Even him as like as the president in Air Force One, it's like, yeah, he would know some martial arts. I mean, he's the president. He probably knows some self-defense. What and <laughs> on? He would know some martial
0: arts. He is the president. Not of Japan. <laughs> are, you well, are you saying that
3: Joe Biden like, knows it, jiu-jitsu? You're really, well, you're not going to be the president. I'm gonna, they don't teach I'm gonna, you some gonna, self-defense, I'm, right? I'm going to
1: give you the, the like, sleeper hold, yes. <laughs> but
3: you get what I'm saying. You wanna, you
1: wanna and then like it's on, believable leg,
0: leg sweep you want to do the leg sweep back back in the day we, we used to call that an arm bar
3: the only reason he gets anywhere in this movie is because the guy he's fighting is a one armed man and he can get the upper hand on him most of the time turns and out yeah, that really man's name today problem. Yes,
1: Joe Biden <laughs> good, good, good
3: point if if Ford if
0: Ford had gotten into a conspiratorial nightmare with his wife's killer and he had two arms
3: no way
1: that dude's <laughs> fucked
3: <laughs> it'd be over dude i mean i would say i guess indiana jones would be the antithesis of that though right? yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah. The
1: man, but the man, yeah
3: yeah
0: this guy's not climbing in a freezer and getting blown up at a nuclear blast <laughs>
1: yeah, no.
3: right no way but for the most part it's uh, that i think that's why i enjoy watching him in on those roles a lot because he feels like a believable person it's, agreed it's not really over the top agreed like running, yeah, he's a, running, he's a may guy do me that in. gets in
2: fights at bars, right? Yeah, is that he? sort of? Well, I mean, like as a fi- if you're talking about him as a fighter, yeah, that's how you would believe. Like he oh, just I gets see. into I got a sloppy like I got street you. fight right. or something. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy fights, that's yeah.
3: probably getting his ass beat until he finds that glass and hits the guy in the head. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah which yeah. by the
0: way there is a chair break in this movie there's a, a chair broken over someone's back and it's like what they, a fucking WWF all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, yeah right. like, that, hey that old doctor because Harrison Ford w- does whip some ass in this that old man beats the fuck out of Harrison Ford in that hotel
3: room when yeah yeah he he it's a, like man Nichols like does he go to like a kickboxing gym <laughs> every yoked. day before work like damn yeah. like he comes at him hard yeah, he really does but yeah I, I, that's it
1: movie think, good Movie good. Movie. Yeah, movie, good. movie good, yeah. Movie good. Movie good. Next movie. <laughs> next, next. Yeah. Do you want to say it this time, so say that what? Garrett doesn't? No, go. go transition. Uh, all right, it's your job now.
0: Change it. God damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it can be stopped.
0: And it's on the news. It's GAC. Free Nickelodeon GAC with Drew Brooks of Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Coming to a cereal box near you. And we're back, and we are covering Beetlejuice, the animated series, uh, episode five of season one Laugh of the Party.
3: Yeah, so just to be clear, not the good one. <laughs> well not the movie not not yeah this not is not episode? this is not
0: well well, well. <laughs> there is there's one a, of those. Yeah, yeah, and a tone has been set <laughs> uh no this was a show that ran from 1989 to 93 i believe um it walked it's a very strange uh cartoon
3: that's sort of like
0: Ghostbusters, the animated series, a I would bit. say it,
3: it feels like it's a dime a dozen cartoons that are similar of the time, of the 80s going to the 90s. They took some concept or some celebrity and just... Built a cartoon built around it. Because it. it's already yeah. zany, so right. it's easy to just turn into something... Digestible for
2: It's a reason to make toys.
1: Right. Yes. And and, and the the whole premise of the Beetlejuice animated series is that Lydia is very young. She's 12. The family already lives there in the home. uh, And Beetlejuice is more like a wacky, shitty Casper than he is like... A horrific entity. Antagonist. He's yeah, yeah. the Casper yeah, yeah.
2: that hangs out at a kid rock concert and sells <laughs> cigarettes out <laughs> to of an underage, kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The underage kids. <laughs> so, like, the movie. He, he grooms <laughs> children outside of. Like, a kid What's rock crazy concert. is
0: the movie sets up a template that is easily, like, translated to a cartoon because the movie itself has, like, aesthetics and that of, like, Looney Tunes. Like, it's, a, it's almost like a live action cartoon in place, especially while Beetlejuice is there.
1: And especially in the, like,
0: the Netherworld, uh, thing. Yeah, the Netherworld. Yeah, the Netherworld, like
1: a whole other realm that exists. A yes.
0: cartoon, like a macabre cartoon brought to life. But in the show, they make Lydia the lead with Beetlejuice as her sidekick, not unlike Slimer in the Ghostbusters cartoon, of like, this was not their friend. This was like something that was like not a right. good experience. And then they disregard Barb and Alec Baldwin's character completely. Like, that's I, yeah, not a much, thing. Yeah. And then the parents aren't like, art snob idiots. The dad's kind of the same character as he is in the movie, but the mom is more like a Susie homemaker. I'm trying to be a domestic type. Yeah, or she's something. not
2: like the uh, the
0: artist uh,
1: Aficionado, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And like in the movie, you know, Beetlejuice is the bad guy. It's not the parents. It's not even like her art snob friends because they're kind of just idiots. They- yeah, there's
3: a lot to unpack in everything you just mentioned because of how different it is from the movie. I mean, maybe we'll cover the movie eventually, but there's so much. If you've seen the movie... The show is very weird, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't
1: want to get too bogged down in the details of like comparatively. No. what, what it is to Beetlejuice the movie because it, that's an excellent movie and it's probably one of my favorites and I love it. But yeah, the TV show just does not resemble that at all. No, that, other than it, the fact that. Beetlejuice is tied to the house, a kind of um, kind and, of, or to Lydia. Lydia it's got
3: sandworms in it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah the, uh, and the
1: fact that Lydia is so young in it, it it's so creepy because Beetlejuice yeah. is essentially playing this character of like a sleazy slimeball, gross kind of. He's like, kind of still the same character yeah, in yes. the movie,
2: but now on a kid show with a kid. Well, companion. That's it's right. funny
0: because in the movie there are there's weird vibes at the end of like child bride stuff of him wanting to marry yeah. Lydia. It's like she's fifteen or fourteen, and so here th- she's twelve years
2: yeah, the, old, and he's <laughs> calling her babe. These the animators. like, yeah. yeah. What that if up. she
0: was younger
2: though? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, what, if, yeah. what if she
1: was younger and he talked to her nastier? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. But it's,
2: it's like, well, if we make her you younger, then she'll appeal to a younger audience and and
3: be more relatable. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly.
2: let's just keep everything about Beetlejuice kind of
3: the same and still give him some. Vibes. He's got the right. deepest blood red fingers and is hanging around yeah. her for some he's just, reason. He's just floating yeah.
1: around her for her like slice of life day of whatever she's working on. And he just, hey, come on, babes.
2: Hey, just like, bitch, babes, how yeah. you doing, babes? He hangs right. out in her mirror sometimes. Yeah, like, like there
0: are no
1: set rules to his
0: powers or capabilities. Like in the movie, he's kind of stuck in the model. He's stuck within the models for the most part. Unless he, you invoke him. It, yeah. Correct. Well, so in this, it's sort of like, well, what does she do when she takes a shower? Is he fucking being weird then too? I mean, he's always there. He's omnipresent with everything in Lydia's life. It's implied life, just that about. he just can hey, appear babes, do anything and everything. Anywhere. Hey, yeah. 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 So you want me to get you a loofa, babes? You want me to invite a bunch of monsters over to your house,
1: babes, while they eat your friends who are like <laughs> nine and ten-year-olds?
0: Here, here's what I thought of when I was watching it. I thought about... If this show had come out a few years later, because it ends in 94, which 94 is when like Rocco's Modern Life comes out, like at the end of 93. So Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life and like grosser, you know, 10 to 14 year olds would like these more than like Rugrats or something like that. And then you have something way later with uh, Adult Swim like, uh, and Toonami and all that. You have the Oblongs. And this reminds me a lot of the Oblongs. Did I, you ever watch that? Yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Watched it. I, th- I think the thing about the Beetlejuice animated series is that it's the Beetlejuice animated series. Like, if if the movie didn't exist and this was just a show about a crass sure. ghost companion, I actually think it's probably fine. Like, yeah. it's not any worse than any other like animated kind of low budget series no. with like a kid lead and some stupid sidekick no but whatever it's, it is it's for a
2: very young demographic right like, and
1: at that point it kind of doesn't almost matter.
2: kindergarten sometimes sure. it, it feels like especially with the voice acting on lydia it feels like you're watching dora the explorer kind of like I, the, yeah the, sure. they go out searching for the monsters and it's like you can just imagine her just looking at camera. Where do you think the monsters are hiding? Right. She's, uh, she's
1: a few fourth wall breaks away. I
2: don't think they're under <laughs> the sewer. Do you see them? Well, the humor yeah. in the... Fucking
1: behind you.
3: <laughs> some of the humor in the dialogue feels very dumbed down at times. Yeah. But it's definitely like preteen, like kids that are... Going they're about to hit puberty going into their teenage years. I feel Bill, like it's younger than that, honestly. I mean, I, yeah. I do think I, it's, it's younger
0: like, than that. I, th- I think the point I was trying to make was this show would work better if it did if it did come out later and it leaned more into gross out stuff like Ren and Stimpy, with all that abstract weirdism they have in that. But just not was... for kids and in Modern Life and then the oblongs, because the oblongs also have the weirdos, and then they have the cool people. They have the, the valley girls, which this show also has. I
3: guess, but I feel like a lot of the show draws attention to the fact that Lydia is very much different from everyone else her age. It, it does, yeah, they,
1: but it feels very off-putting and odd because she is so young in the show. So I think like by comparison to what Mike is saying if you had made this show a couple years later a few years later and Lydia's like 18 17 or something like that yeah. you can be you could just amp up and let beetlejuice honestly be more beetlejuice be more beetlejuice right.
0: and then the the theme especially in the 90s the mid 90s or leading up to it of the beautiful weirdo because that's the whole aesthetic i mean it stems from grunge and a few other things but it's okay to be a weirdo like embrace that it's a wonderful thing but this comes out in 89 which is a year after the movie they wanted to rush this thing out asap because merchandise 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 right. right and
3: then who's watching it if it's you know really geared towards 17 16 17 18 year old kids how many of them are watching cartoons uh, that's what i mean yeah, is that yeah. like
1: it wasn't made for Yeah it was made for right. like
3: almost kindergarten age so let's
1: right. get let's get into
0: that cuz i have a list of shows cartoons yeah. that were adapted from adult franchises and i don't just mean like beetlejuice which is a pg13 movie that drops a fuck and Has some weird themes in it and stuff like that, and even violent in places. Um, these are these are cartoons that came out for kids mainly in the late 80s, early 90s. We had in '88 a Robocop cartoon for one season, which is a, a satire, a very borderline x rated satire about fascism. Okay, so did you watch any of it? Because i I'll, I'm wondering, it's like, oh, what yeah. is like, what is it like, very pro? police state um, like is that the idea in a way that starship troopers is another Verho- verhoeven thing
3: of like it like it, it like it misses the satire and is actually like hey um, kids trust police look at how cool robocop is well since is we're that... never gonna
0: cover it yeah it is very like He's talking about the cartoon
3: yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah 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 the cartoon
0: does I'm have saying, some... like it,
3: it misses the point oh it and misses the a, point yeah
0: oh no it is okay. it is yeah this is a good thing look how cool this is it's very like i said starship troopers right like, right I'd buy that um, for a dollar like sat satirical but doesn't misses the point kind of shit. Right, okay. Uh we had Rambo: The Force of Freedom.
1: How do you make a kids show about Rambo? Well, in did,
0: 1986 I guess anything's possible. what one of you
1: did not you guys gunning send, gunning send, send us the trailer for yeah.
3: that? Huh? I watched that recently. Did one of y'all Mm-mm. Put that in our group chat or something. Uh, um, I watched the trailer for the Rambo show. and Yeah, it it's is very G.I. Joe-ish. It is dog shit. It's, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. so bad.
0: Then we had Police Academy in 88, which I guess that does lend itself to the to a cartoon but if you watch the first police academy I mean it is a fucking gross out comedy it is a hard R rated crass comedy yeah i mean what is it like Zadie, scooby doo
2: um it's uh no it's more like um that one that one's a little more questionable questionable because like what's what's the merchandising tie in to police academy
0: well the way they animate them looks a lot like teenage mutant ninja turtle like human characters so they have that sort of like bulky weird like goofy Aesthetic. It's hard to explain, oh, but, I, I, but they okay. have that sort of like lumpy, like, like
1: over exaggerated yes. features. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, gotcha. Uh,
0: there was a Toxic Crusaders cartoon that I, I do remember watching that in ninety one. But that is a like trauma, like hard R rated yeah. nasty comedy with a lot of you know very Robocopy, like tons of tits and gore. I
1: I, I think like that's kind of the point. Like just like in in but like by comparison to the things that you are listing off is. I really would have uh, stood on its own two feet better if it was its own independent yeah. IP. Correct. And there was, it wasn't tied to the fact that it's very close. I mean, it is based off of a movie that like tackles way harsher elements yeah. and has Existential way... Existential nightmare. Like, de- what
0: is death now that I'm still living it? And I mean, it, there's a lot of weird questions in that there movie. There was also, we talked about the
2: uh, Godzilla 98 uh, godzilla had a cartoon that came out after that but where was, he's the protagonist yeah he's yeah. the protagonist and he's like helping out humans and stuff which I, honestly i do, I do remember that a, cartoon that's a baby show well, that's
1: that's like reptar
2: not yeah. only that well but uh, it's i think it was more like Tanami or something it was it was it, really? was, it was a yeah. teenage show yeah. but the thing is it was yeah.
0: uh, the, the cartoon that's shitty probably did the character more justice cuz godzilla isn't an antagonist in most things
2: no 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 he's not but this was like yeah, I think this was like they sent him out on missions type no, thing. Okay. This was
1: Godzilla for teenagers. What was he doing? Yeah. Fucking knocking over lockers and a, shit. He's a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a fucking <laughs> six skateboard. Yeah, he's, and
0: he used a padlock to break other padlocks off of lockers because he's the bad kid. <laughs> yeah. There is a Conan the Adventurer based on Arnold's Conan. It's based on his Conan, not the the actual novel. Okay, so yeah. is that like a gotcha.
1: He-Man adjacent? It's, knock-off? All, it's all
0: from '92. Here's the best one, and '94 is Highlander a premise that involves two warriors fighting are immortal, where you have to fucking decapitate the other one for them to finally die. So how do you make that a children's cartoon?
1: I guess the same way you make a raunchy ghost who terrorizes people into a, a fucking kids show about throwing parties with monsters I, at it so do you want yeah. to get
0: into the plot of this episode
1: i mean not really <laughs> I, so. the, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the rundown point. the whole plot of the this episode of the show is that lydia's throwing a party and she invites other people she's scared it's going to be a dud so beetlejuice rises up a bunch of fucking monsters who end up going wacky mode and they gotta put, you know, the fucking craziness back in the bottle.
3: Monsters in a can, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's, and somehow
3: it's, Lydia's parents are completely oblivious to all a, of it.
1: There is a 12-year-old girl that holds the wrist of, like, a fucking giant werewolf monster and just walks out and is like, this is my boyfriend now. Well, <laughs> yeah, what is just, like, happening in this? Yeah, like, in love this? with the werewolf yeah.
3: monster. Tall, dark,
0: and furry is what you <laughs> <Yeah>. call <it. laughs> yeah. But I got to say, man, like, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff about Lola Bunny and Jessica Rabbit and all but that. But Beetlejuice but is pretty. Fucking Betty Juice. Damn it. Are we still recording? (laughs) (laughs) Beetlejuice does this thing
1: in the episode where he pretends to be one of Lydia's friends uh, to like basically drum up the interest of her party and how exciting it is. Gives himself a ponytail or something. Yeah, makes himself. He turns into like, yeah, Betty Juice basically, and he interacts
3: with her parents a lot, and it's implied that that happens all the time, and they never recognize him. No. Yeah. I mean well, I, I know exactly what happens if you say Beetlejuice
0: three times, but I said Betty juice about three hundred times and I can I can tell you You
1: can't see straight anymore. Well I I can tell you what didn't happen. I did
0: not get hard, but a lot of other stuff
1: happened. <laughs> 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 Your but, hands are looking extra furry but, today. But I
0: did get arrested. There <laughs> are nice things to say about this. I mean, this is not something that... Um, was just, I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. So I'll race through them. But this is something that wasn't handled lightly as far as execution. I mean, Tim Burton did produce this and get this thing started. Danny Elfman did handle the intro theme, which is a good fucking theme. I mean he's he's playing off something he already did. I mean it's just like him doing the Batman theme from the 89 movie and then handling the Batman the animated series of I can take you know eschewings of what I already did and then change it and make it even more grandiose because it's something that's gonna play every fucking day. And by the way, this show did play every weekday, yeah, on Fox, and also play on Saturday mornings, which was a very like specific thing. Not many shows did that. They were either Saturday morning or they were weekdays, and this did both. So this was hugely successful. This TV show, yeah, um, the Netherworld CG newscast thing, like the little old school CG that was originally going to be stop animation, like the her models or whatever in the movie and early Tim Burton uh, shorts, like Vincent. But it was just too
3: expensive. So Which they I do find it. Like, really interesting, we can make it look better. also about the show. <laughs> I noticed that... I mean, the movie is about people dying and being in the underworld. Yeah, what like, now? Y- yeah. Y- yeah, and yeah, they're totally separated by death. But the show never addresses that, even though that's really at the heart of what Beetlejuice is actually about. It manages to completely skirt that whole concept.
1: And I I think that's kind of the reason why all of us feel that, that the show is a shortcoming by comparison is because as far as the movie goes, it tackles a lot of things and it does it really well. But then you look at the show and it just seems like a very watered down version of what essentially plays out to be spooky ghost sidekick to a weird child and that's really it that's that's the extent of the show so it kind of just foregoes a lot of elements behind beetlejuice it makes
3: a lot of things really strange like all of the weird zany monster characters it's Mm -hmm. like what is this world it's never really quite described that's probably why alec baldwin and gina davis's characters are not in it because how do you have them in it and not address the fact that they're dead people? Right, and
1: and it it really seems to like stand on its own outside of like the house. I feel like I remember
2: those characters being in some episodes.
0: They're not really. They're never even referenced. They're not. Hmm. I looked into it because I I watched it as a kid, and I did enjoy this as a kid a lot.
2: Yeah, I watched it as a kid too, and I just for some reason I remember like Alec Baldwin's character animated but no. I I feel like maybe it's a made up memory
1: I feel like mm. yeah you, if, if you're watching it as a kid you're probably like oh this is you know funny he's he's nasty he's crazy look yeah. at him he's doing crazy yeah, stuff yeah I
2: dressed up as Betty Juice
1: oh <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, Mike's gonna there, have some yeah, fun yeah, with, with you later for that, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I talk to you alone in the other room for about, for about 25 <laughs> to 30 minutes take your minutes? shoes off <laughs> with, with a 15 minute refrag period <laughs> but yeah uh, the only notable voice actor in this is lydia's character i looked at the beetlejuice and i didn't recognize him from anything i mean he's Mm -hmm. done stuff but he's it's not like frank welker or something like that that's just like ubiquitous with all cartoons this is lydia court who was the voice of jubilee on x-men the animated series and she also played claire redfield from Mm -hmm. 97 to like 2008 what yeah she's claire redfield in like five or six different things but yeah she's claire and she's jubilee and if you listen to her in this it's like
3: yeah that person's voice they don't really have to change it for anything like, I would have never thought that yeah. especially considering that the voice acting in that particular period is not great I mean, good good, those, good on them I mean they games. had a
1: successful show and they you know they, they knocked out something that it's cool to see like stuff created off of like Beetlejuice I just wish in retrospect it was something that was a little more digestible for us in this day, day and age and well, like how yeah. old we are
0: and this thing wouldn't have had legs to do to, to walk on even if this was done a little bit later like in the 2000s or the aughts because at that point everything had to have intentionality and purpose and what we were saying of you missed the point of what the movie's about i mean you have a little girl that's obsessed with death and thinks death is beautiful and then you have characters that are like having this post-death existential crisis of like what the
1: assimilating fuck? into the underworld yeah and what the afterlife is, is this
0: is the next phase now like what does this mean mm-hmm. for us like what does that leave us and then time becomes like this weird uh, fluid thing for them and it's it, it's a wonderful depiction of that of like what death very, could be it's also very
1: like aware of what it is and makes a lot of jokes about it in the meantime of explaining all of this stuff yeah. so like it's very sarcastic and full of you know little tidbits and just oddities that kind of like draw you away from how dreadful I guess the the main element really is yeah, but right. nonetheless um, yeah that movie fucking rules but the show's just it's just not for us Th- this show has more Edward
0: Scissorhands than it does Beetlejuice in it because she's friends with the beautiful weirdos she's got that one tall lanky buck tooth monster with the knees that go backwards did you notice this her knees are you in reverse like a centaur or something and then she has a little other short weirdo but the main antagonists on this show are like the valley
3: girls like the it crowd so this
0: is more like Edward Scissorhands because Scissorhands is
3: but that goes back to what I was saying earlier and how like that's really at the heart of what the show is about is how Lydia is different from everyone else yeah she's like Edward up on the hill with the weird house while everyone down below
0: is like this 1950s like Norman Rockwell esque Americana
3: she's the social pariah that Gets you know that finds friendship and companionship and weird macabre stuff.
1: Yeah, this um, is like the the '90s version, '90s baby version of like a Wednesday or something like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, like,
0: yeah. I, I think this may also be the reason why maybe Tim Burton didn't have more adaptations of his stuff into cartoons because really Wednesday came out what last year, and that's the first time anything's been like an iteration of his work. I guess I, I really feel uh, like, what, like what's
2: Wednesday an iteration of?
0: Burton's work. Oh, You're right. You're right. I, I always I always conflate those two no. things because, yeah, you're right. It's Sonnenfeld did the... Sonnenfeld, right. It's weird because Sonnenfeld is just the heir apparent <laughs> it to It does Burton. seem yeah. like it would be a Tim Burton. Thing. Yeah,
3: absolutely. it, it, yeah. Of yeah. Course
2: it, it, does. it makes sense, uh, but yeah. like the the 90s, uh, Adam's family is more
3: Burton than Wednesday is Burton. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, and yeah. it's yeah. way yeah, more yeah, Burton yeah. than anything he's uh, doing the last it, 15 I'm sure years. it feels weird yeah. to see, yeah, the show's kind of completely missed the point of your work, but... It makes money. It makes money. And and kids are going to watch it because I guess it's what the adults are into. I was thinking about this the other day and all of the cartoons that were taken from adult concepts. And because there's a lot of kids in my life these days. And now they're all into watching YouTube uh, influencers who take popular movies that are, you know... PG-13 R-rated movies that most of them are going to be watching. And they create versions of the story that are more digestible for young kids. Mm -hmm. And they love this stuff and they eat it up. It's just adults running around in their house, basically reenacting scenes from movies like Hunger Games or something. And it's a dumbed down version of the story, but they're going through the entire plot of it and what happens. But, you know, it takes away all of the hard elements of it and they love it. And I'm sure it's super popular and making these people a crap ton of money, but it is weird the way that like, it's, I guess it's just, it's a pop culture thing. It's like, it's out there. They know it exists and they want right, to be able to watch right. it. It's it's right. like,
1: you could make, you could make content like this, this Beetlejuice is just piggybacking off of the, you know, movie and just having the name to throw around, but it, by today's standards, you could run a YouTube kids channel and rake in millions of views just by having Spider-Man in the title. Right? It, yeah, has, exactly. it can have nothing to do like, with Spider-Man right. or anything. Yeah. Or like he could be running around characters. the house dating uh, uh, Spider-Man and Elsa. It's like, you know, what? What, right. what am doesn't I watching? Sense. Yeah, It doesn't and make any sense, but it doesn't matter because like pop cultural reference, that's what they see. It's like, right. you know, I'm Spider-Man, I can crawl into walls, and I run real fast in my room. <laughs> Okay. i to so, see I mean, this. That, some of them are like, That's a even really good into impression like, of Garrett. <laughs> some of them are
2: even into like Pennywise and shit. Yes, Because it's absolutely. like a video, you know, they, someone's put it in a video game format, like yeah. in Roblox
1: yes. or some shit. Oh, or, or, or yes, yeah, so, someone's made a modded, yes, Roblox, or like a Five Nights at Freddy's reference, where it's like, it, you or know. Or Fortnite. It, you see all yes, these ridiculous yeah. characters
3: appearing on that stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, so like, they eat up. So it makes sense that Beetle, that cartoon would come out as fast as they can produce it after the movie, because it's a popular topic. Topic. Right it, it's like it's yeah. like throwing
1: a Darth Vader uh, cartoon together where he goes around assisting his stormtroopers building a death star but by comparison it's, it's like what it's like do you know who Darth Vader is yeah that's the guy from Fortnite it's like yeah exactly. do, well, okay, okay so uh,
0: getting back to it this i guess that's the reason why the show was popular and made money and went for 4 seasons of all things because it was on There are seven channels in most households and it's on, it's a fucking cartoon and it's on one of those channels. And we've talked about this a lot because we we don't, we don't set out to shit on anything. Not unnecessarily. It's not like, well, (laughs) the, the bulk of the four of us don't set out to be like, let's tear it apart for the sake of tearing it apart. But The whole idea is, is, you know, looking back on these things, do they still glitter as gold through rose-tinted glasses? Without the nostalgia effect, watching it as, like, a jaded fucking adult. That's exactly what (laughs) I mean, is
1: that... By today we can't go back and I I can't go back and look at this thing and be like, Oh well this is a good cartoon because I have the comparison tools with like <laughs> everything else like that I like about Beetlejuice yeah. and this just doesn't have I that. mean this
2: this cartoon would probably like if you put it in front of a seven year old today they probably watch it's it.
1: probably fine. Probably not as entertaining or exciting no, as like no, other but stuff today.
3: No. I don't but- know what the deal is, guys. I love it. I have the box set <laughs> in my room. <laughs> the, the thing isn't without value, but it's
0: also when I go back and look at all this shit, especially things that were near and dear to me, I there are enough things that are still good and hold up to only spend your time doing those because I don't have all the time in the world anymore. I work a fucking job and I have things to deal with. And my midlife crisis can only like spare so much time. So sure. I would rather watch things like Rocco's Modern Life or Ren and Stippy, or Beavis and Butthead. And it's like, these right. still make me fucking laugh. Even- Beetlejuice is not one of those things, even though I'd rather just not look at it very much or, or at least have it over in the background and not look like spending my actual time doing it because it doesn't hold up that well. But I don't want to devalue the thing from what it originally held for me.
1: No, I'm sure that it It was good. Yeah. Back then. I mean, obviously it ran for four seasons and was very successful. It slammed. It's great. I I think I
3: watched the episode every day. There is one episode. My mom doesn't let me watch what I kiss but Garrett's watched it and I told mom he got in trouble. <laughs> I, I got in yeah, Actually,
1: his mom says that I can dress up as Betty Juice for Halloween uh, as long as he dresses up as Wideo. So, uh, we can actually uh, have a really good time on Halloween. I'm not <laughs> sure what that
0: character is Jesse's doing, but I think it might be the most offensive thing we've done on here. I can't, like, can't Kel- point why, Kel- Kel- but Kel- I have an idea. <laughs> <The> character, character. <laughs> character,
1: but but it, I I think like yeah, personally. Um, I don't really care for the show now, yeah. but like, I, fuck me! Like when I was, if I was a kid back then watching it, I'm sure I would have been like, "Yeah, this is great! It's a zany ghost, and he's doing like wacky stuff." Yeah, this is just well, as good as Street Sharks. I, I guess, like, I Street Sharks. I, I still
0: like pizza, but if I drink like a Capri Sun now, I can feel it hurting me. And that's what this is. Is of like this doesn't have enough like nutrition that's because there's mold in those <laughs> things. <laughs> my my dad's beers in them. But no, like you, you know what I'm saying though. Like there's things that I'm still willing to. to oh yeah, ingest. like John, I was
1: gonna say like Johnny Quest. For when sure. We went back and watched that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed. I was like, oh, all of these elements are fine. Even you the first Blade. Utilize... It's like
0: this should not work on paper. This should not work. Like I know what Marvel is now, and I know how I feel about it. And it's like this should not work. And then you watch Blade, and you're like this stands on its own fucking two legs on stilts like on top of a shaky table and it's doing fine.
1: And it fucking rules. And it rules. Yeah.
0: And some things just simply do not. There's just not enough merit there. There's not enough value there. There's not enough nutrition in like what you're actually ingesting right. there. And that unfortunately this is one of those. This is like It's a- an
2: apparent uh, it's an apparent merchandising
1: tactic.
0: Yeah, this is too many sweet tarts. It's like I don't feel good. Now my tummy hurts now. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm going to have a frothy shit from this now. So it's nice. Not on that
2: note, <laughs> I have candy.
0: Uh, any final notes or words?
2: Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't—you know—it doesn't age as, as well. It's and, not and a it nostalgia-covered it's thing not, for me. Yeah, it's—it's it's weird to put a sleazy character like that through these uh, through this lens. So I mean, we've already covered it. Jesse, anything? Really.
3: Would you like me better if I was Betty Juice?
1: You know what? I do think that's what we should end on is the fact that I think all of us together as boys do feel like we are in love with Betty Juice. We love her. She loves us. I am Betty Juice. And if you ever dress like Betty Juice and we see you, just know that we will be in love. We will be ready to kiss, ready to follow, and ready to haunt your house if you're ever in a model home.
3: Great segue. You
0: yeah. took you took my yeah. breath away and Dalton covered everything I wanted to actually say, but just don't know how to. My <laughs> palms get so sweaty. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's Betty Juice dimension. is better than Beagle Juice the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Juice is life, Betty Juice is love. <laughs> Change, <laughs> it. <laughs> Change it.
1: Change it. Er.
3: What do you call the new water and ooze blast and usinator? Oh yeah! Run! Oh, yeah. me! And of course! Awesome! The new Usinator Blaster from Super Soaker. Make your puppet required, be filled sold separately
2: I I just do the chorus. You guys wanna just nope. draw the chorus right now?
1: Although the oozer <laughs> part. I'll do the part where he draws his chest hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. Do
1: it right now. I, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I don't really know the chorus. I you just, know just know that, Until Until you, know that one wait, part. You oh, know. I no, I was not singing that. I said, "Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll come there in his butt try to or make in it. his hair." I'll try yeah. to make
0: it if I can. But with the price of gas these days, it's really hard to say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> That's fair. He gets listen. Listen, you get bashful when you have to like lead a story and open segments. You get bashful when any song comes up. Oh, you know, like the one-third of the fucking podcast. You get so bashful with the songs.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Because I used to have he this one out. sing the song. I know he doesn't. I have noticed ever. When I was a little boy, when oh, I that's
1: Mike, that's just because I hate music. I know I don't give you.
0: Do. A fuck I know you do. It. When I was a little boy, still <laughs> you do. And I was in the classroom, and everyone was singing fucking Lion King songs. I would get so red faced and embarrassed, of like, no, I can't associate with this because I was, I was like performance anxiety. I've noticed you get so scared. No,
1: it's not performance anxiety because obviously I have no fucking problem talking, but. I just don't care about music. It's, Cuz it's emoting. <laughs> uh, music is emotion and you don't, don't care about you don't music. want to do that. Music <laughs> no, just sucks. I I d- it's it's just that. sound. <laughs> it's just sound. Yeah, it's just sound. That, that, uh, a that, review
2: it. of yeah. all songs. Objectively,
1: music is just sound. <laughs> and I don't care about it. It means nothing to me. <laughs> Are we, the, we recording hey, this? Hey, hey, the hey, world. hey, hey, hey anyone
2: listening to this podcast,
1: it's just sound. Are we recording? Yes. The world could be silent and and I would be happier for it. <laughs> 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 I wish I was psychopath. I, if the, if
3: the, every go ahead. Oh, is he starting? I don't know. I was just going to say we should restart. If every song in the world was just the heat is on. Anytime anyone ever played music, I would be happy in my <laughs> just complete disdain for for the for the rest of my life. I'd be about, happy if I, I that that to Chelsea. it.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I Oof! feel the
1: fear oh. A little twang in that I feel the fear
2: too clear
4: Ooh.
2: And I <laughs> uh-huh. Can't help but ask myself Mm-mm. How much I'll let the fear Take the wheel and steer Just let me drive
3: Just let it all go <laughs> <Since> <laughs> driven me
2: before It seems to have a vein fuck was it what This is it? isn't Wonder I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Is this the song? <laughs> Lazy, uh, God, I forgot Lazy, the lyrics. Beginning beginning to lyrics.
3: There you go. That, that was, actually was actually pretty
1: good, dog.
0: Whatever tomorrow I'll, Ooh, ouch. I'll <laughs> be
4: open
3: oh. arms and open eyes and You yeah. have an open, yeah. open mind to this tomorrow, <laughs> There won't be any tomorrow for you After I'll you've killed yourself <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll be there
2: Ouch! 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 It sounds Chest like hair solo. We're really respectful during that. Maybe Incubus is talented. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just don't know the fucking words, man. Like, if oh, I, well, I swear, neither do I, know, I. Clearly, does
3: anybody? Because, like, with the exception of just like that hit on the chorus right there, the here's my hot take. brings, there's nothing what memorable yeah, about the song at all. Brings.
1: That's well, uh, but I, like, yeah, you say that, but like this song more than most of the ones we've covered. I feel like. Feels 90s to me. Mm, this as one does. Yeah, just because like. I don't know. It it puts me in a headspace. This song was this
2: song was released in (laughs) nine. This one is actually riding the line of our rules. I think it is, yeah, because it's right. The song, the album was released in ninety nine. This song was released as a single, like in two thousand or something. The music video, which is what we're actually covering, what didn't come out until two thousand one. That makes sense to me because it feels wait. So the song was in the nineties.
0: So the song was written when.
2: It was a, it was a, it's a 90s song. I'm sure song. it was written in okay. the, yeah, 90s, and the yeah. The album, The Song Is On,
0: came out in 99.
2: Okay. The music video oh, okay. was 2001.
0: Gotcha. Because right. because the other songs from the album were doing really well, and they decided we have another single here if we want it. And so they well,
1: made that. that. The
2: drive was like their their real big hit of right, right. that album. And I, I don't know why it took them so long to release it as a single, but... Uh, he had
1: to grow enough chest hair for the video.
2: Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, the but the video... Uh... He had to get up to eighty pounds, <laughs> producing enough testosterone. Yeah, he had to get to the just the right weight where his pants would hang off the hips, yes. so you could see a yeah. little bit of boxers. Which
1: is a which is a signature style of being a cool motherfucker. Yeah, that yeah. was nice of his yeah. older
0: brother to hand him down some jeans that didn't quite fit him. <laughs> but but the Skechers seemed like they were okay.
1: <laughs> the baggy boxers poking out of the top of jeans that don't fit—it's just like. What a fucking, like, sl- like a-, a go-to slime ball attire, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so here's my take. I watched it this morning,
0: and I had nothing. I don't think it's a bad song. It's fine. I don't ever listen to it or anything. But I remember a time when I was, like, 14 where I go, yeah, Incubus is better than, like, Stained, I guess. Yeah, or I I always or something. I always through them kind of,
2: like, in the same you know whenever people reference them like group them together yeah honestly. It,
0: it drive is a song that you put on a mix cd that you yeah, put on when that's a girl's where over I heard it on that, on a <laughs> fucking mix yeah, cd like maybe a chick wouldn't get up and leave if you had the potential of fingering her if you had this song on because that you was could go, me at 14 oh god no she definitely doo, won't because
3: she'll be falling asleep
0: <laughs> 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 but i had nothing for this and the second it cut the shots past all the drawing himself, drawing himself, breaking the fourth wall silliness, and then him and the band, when it cuts to him standing there with his shirt off with his little telltale claw on his stomach, like so strategically placed, I thought, I'll just hand it to Dalton and say he'll have plenty to say here. Because, <laughs> because Dalton is constantly just ripping into like 90s bullshit fashion, like like posturing So I knew that he would have something to do. Dude, it's
1: as soon as it cuts to him, right? Like, he's doing this very obviously, like, let me lay my body as long as I can make it look. Freddie
0: Mercury style.
1: Yes, like, he's He's
0: making his body look longer. He's making his body look longer, (laughs) but he just
1: comes out looking like one of those fucking aliens from Men in Black because he's doing this, like, he has a little guy in his head controlling
2: him. Tommy Tommy Lee Jones steps off the set of The Fugitive to bust him in this video. He's like,
1: listen here, <laughs> chest hair. I want you in every doghouse, hen house. <laughs> That's what he's doing. As soon as it comes out, it's like, brother, your shoes are bigger than your shoulders right now. You look <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> he's sitting there. And Jesse pointed it out like excellently. When he goes to draw his chest hair in this, like, whatever fucking, ooh, look at me making myself a thing that he's doing he gives himself just full bush yeah, just yeah. like Biggest 70s yeah. Chest just like hair, fucking yeah. tom like, Burt chest, not have uh, Burt.
0: reynolds tough right yeah. he's yeah. gonna sit
1: there on that drawing like he isn't the most concave man right in the world in this music video he's
3: got a grand total of about six chest hairs <laughs> that
0: he's got. I have more yeah. fucking hair on my head than he does on his chest, <laughs> easily. It sucked. Like, I kind of remembered him being not, like, super lean or in shape, but I remember him being, we were talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you see them, like, in the Give It Away video, and those guys are fucking ripped. Like, those guys clearly, like, they are
1: physical. Yeah, it's also a very mm. sensual music video to begin with, too. It, it feels very like sweaty, not yeah. like sensual in like a sexual manner, but like um, being with your friends kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Kid, yeah, but but like no, it feels like um like I, I guess like passionately gritty. Almost would be a way that I might just passionately grit. Yeah, that's a
0: phrase uttered only once. Good good night, (laughs) but I got a use infection.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, under you know, under an underpass somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I had a nice time, but the copay's a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But, But this one is just like as soon as it cuts to him in that fucking apartment with no furniture other than like a chair. He's sitting there with his like arm just like towards the camera, and he's like, "I do have the reddest tattoo in the world, and I would like you to see it. what no, is the he tattoo."
2: D- he, just, he just drew that right before they started
0: it filming. Looks it, like ready. It yeah. really it's, looks what what is that very fresh. fresh. Did, he, did, you, did you catch what it was? I didn't. Really, I it just, pay just looks
1: attention. like some just some fucking random tribal aspect. thing. It, it, the equivalent, sure. Like okay. I mean, it meant I don't nothing to me. I didn't realize what it was. Turns out it's like some fucking like memorial piece. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's. He's growing out that
0: fucking, that little chin beard thing and going like, oh, if I had one tattoo, what should I get? Oh, what about the Bhagavad Gita or something? I figured it was something like religious or tribal I'm or sure it's
1: some type of, but my favorite shot of him actually is not when he's doing the alien pose or like, you know, like his, his like th- the baggiest jeans made for a man that's a hundred pounds. It's when he's laying they're on just the... <laughs> yeah, They're just normal jeans. Yeah, they're actually just normal <laughs> <Yeah>. jeans. <laughs> It's when he's laying on the floor, and the camera's like pushing and he's in his on legs it, up and he's got his legs kicked up in the back, and his feet are just a dangling, yeah. and it's like, this is a giddy like, little boy. He b- bows on his what hair, like, Dear Diary. <laughs> Dear Diary, today I drew myself, and I imagined I had a
3: lot of hair. <laughs> I decided that I like him.
1: And I want to kiss him. <laughs> <Ooh>. but, but <laughs> you, you asked me while I was watching the video when you came up here. You or someone did like, okay. So comparatively to what—what what is it—the the music video with all the fucking telescopes? What uh, was that? Iris. I, yeah, Iris, yeah, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Which one is lamer? And I would still say Iris, the Goo Goo Dolls, <laughs> fucking wheeling around in the shittiest chair, looking through peepholes. 17 times throwing your body like a fucking she's amazing But you know at least God, that's, it's A at good least song that uh, has
2: an aesthetic Final right? fantasy <laughs> it,
1: yeah, it does it, it does that's but, a good but this song is just too. like
2: dudes and like a chorus hall at a college and there's not really much more to it beyond the drawing
1: well no that's not true they did put the camera on the ground and then say yo what if we flipped it 180
2: that's true they, they <laughs> that's did a, do some and, down, and they down, were down like whoa that's actually sick <laughs> that I've might have this. been the most 90s and then 90s they did they it did. Another, again
1: <laughs> they were like hey what's better than once fucking twice but <laughs> do it again
3: yeah, yeah. It wor- uh, it works. Hey Jenna, you're upside down it's pretty sweet right
1: yeah. do you get it but yet the- i'm making myself but i don't like it so i scratch it out it's like yeah dick we see the gauges in your ear like fuck <laughs> man shut up if yeah, i had, it had to clearly mistakes for me <laughs> this
3: music video in one word it would be bland just bland. brutal jesse like, <laughs>
0: like, wow dude it- hey make sure uh michael this is me talking to you, add a uh, mean guitar riff in. Brutal Jesse's here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. And at least the iris is like, is, as dorky as that music video is, at least it's a decent song. Yeah, This song correct. is just like, man, like I can't, even get through this, it before i'm ready this is so just... funny
1: to me because like i feel like the vibe from you three is that like you fucking hate the song it sucks shit it's awful and i feel like this is the one time where like i listen to the song I'm like yeah it's not really not that bad i like the song i actually, it thought, I actually <laughs> thought it was kind of okay i think the it's, song is probably okay yeah it feels ve- like like i said at the beginning is that like it elicits very like like whereas the soul asylum song that we covered did yeah. fucking nothing for me as far as like nostalgia this did you say as much after we recorded because i don't remember you have anything negative to say while we recorded. no I, I feel like i was pretty favorable <laughs> so but this song like i feel like it does draw out that like re- it reminds me of being a kid it reminds me of like that little do doo-doo-doo, do 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 you know like i can picture that and then, like, being at a fucking skate rink or something yeah, like that. okay. Like, I, I just remember that shit. Or, like, hanging out in my brother's room and listening, uh, you know, to whatever the fuck he put on because... You know, whatever. MTV's playing some bullshit or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. I'm not saying it's like a fucking smashing pumpkins for me or anything like that. It's definitely like. It's
2: definitely no Brian Adams. It's, yeah.
1: hey. It made no. me think it's of It's not like, a single fucking bit of Brian Adams, no. and I won't stand for anything said. Less. It didn't
3: remind me of being a kid, but it reminded me about. Every angsty teenager I knew when I was a teenager who thought they were a tortured artist. Yeah, it, it,
1: that's what I mean like comparing it to something like Smashing Pumpkins is in the sense of like it feels like Smashing Pumpkins light. It's like sleazier, like just like lamer better music. I don't think it's sleazy. Yeah, it's, the so, well, it's a it song. feels song like that indie you would, sleaze. Yeah. Like you'd
2: be playing on uh, like at three in the afternoon when you still haven't taken a shower. You're not going to take a shower that day and like you're it's you know, playing through your brother's walls or whatever.
3: I you guys keep using these is of dirtiness, and I don't, I don't. No, that I, I, I think Brandon really. Boyd
0: uses like flushable wet wipes. I
3: don't, I, I don't picture <laughs> yeah. dirty at yeah, all. Yeah, but not oh, on his no, ass, you, on you his should,
0: chest. He apparently shaved his chest hair that morning. Yeah, this is like a fucking like commercial for Nair. This
1: video, like, <laughs> yeah. No, I
0: don't, I don't picture this being like dirty at all. I mean, Spashing Pumpkins videos, yeah, a lot of those are like kind of grungy and nasty,
1: but they also feel way more arty. Like they are, e- e- they are. They like, are e- yeah, e- even even though this one is like doing some like, that, and I I I hate to go back to this because I don't want to like overuse it, but whatever. I say the same thing a million fucking times. It feels like I'm 14 and this is deep, like drawing himself in the music video and scratching it out or what. It's just like, okay, uh, and? That's like, uh, and they,
2: they, you know, that, that comes from the MC Escher drawing hands uh, piece is what they were. The hand drawing the hand thing?
0: Yeah. yeah. The, that's what it was based on.
2: It, was, it, it, it just
1: seems that. like, I, it, it's like you had an idea and it's like, yeah, but like is there any more substance there or is I, it like this is just as far as you went because you thought it was neat. That makes sense that you bring up
0: MC Asher because it's yeah. usually like perspective and stairs caving in on themselves and instead of it's a sternum with this mm-hmm. a person's <laughs> chest <laughs> and their pants
3: <laughs> <laughs> their pants <laughs> swallowing <laughs> them their pants are caving but, in I, I completely agree with what you said about how it's like oh if smashing pumpkins is dirty at least it like it feels more artistic like they have something meaningful to say I'm watching this thinking like you think that you're some great artist you're sitting in this clean room that you I don't know. Dad rented yeah. in this like auditorium space or it, it's whatever. It's clearly like an aspen. It's, or something. It's, very yeah. um, it's very produced. It's very produced. It's this the, feel the of like,
2: like in a college or something. But it, the whole thing is like super produced, and it it doesn't really tell. I mean, it kind of relates to the the song a little bit with the drawing parts, but nothing in the college does. You, you know right. what? You and know what's funny
0: is the early '90s and even the mid '90s because they're all very distinct. Portions of the '90s. I mean, they're they're all of a piece, but the late '90s are a distinct time where I think the videos actually hurt the songs. Yeah, the video. I mean,
2: we we've gone over this many times that the late '90s is just an enigma of that, that time period itself. Yeah, I mean, enigma
0: right? in terms of like it's a Rubik's cube or a toy that no one actually wants to play with. Yeah, it's just not fun. It's not that good. I mean. You remember it in a, a way novelty, that you're making
2: fun of it. Yeah,
0: like as us. a novelty, it's fun for five minutes, but then it's like there's no rewatchability to this. Um, I don't think objectively the song is that bad because um, most shit, especially in the late 90s, yeah. is like, uh, okay. But I already feel embarrassed about the song like you do with a certain haircut, of like, are wearing a certain shirt of like I'm gonna regret this shit in pictures five years from now. Not even like ten or twenty, but like five years from now, my old back and go. Oh fuck, mom, take that out of the frame. That's not good. This song, as opposed to that, is not bad. Not great, but not bad. I mean, even fair to middling, like okay, it's not terrible. I think there is some artistry to the song, and especially when compared to other Incubus songs. Because other incubus songs seem more like they're fun at karaoke night or something, or like in a party setting, and this song seems like no, it's okay, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's the best out of the three or four that are considered like major releases,
3: right? It's sort of like he is. Yeah, it's, like the song itself is like, eh, I would hear it and think like, ah, it's okay, whatever. But to your point about you know, the music video actually hurting it. I watched that and it makes it all of a sudden feel juvenile to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Uh, okay. It's cringy. Uh, It's cringy like a teenager. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like if you envision that this song is being like, it's like the person singing it is like, in their, like, mid-30s or something like that, it almost gives it, like, a different identity. Yeah, I feel like, right. Like, you, you right. kind of imagine, yeah. like, oh, this is, like, an older person. Like He's, like, 22. Yeah, and then you watch the video, and it's, like, shut up. Right. right. You look yeah. stupid.
0: I, I, I don't like the you're, words. You're, you make a good point, because I do picture when you hear the song, there is a certain amount of artistry to it, and a lack of, like... It's not completely analog. There is, like, some digital working in there with some of the bass stuff in it. But largely, it's, like, instrumental, and it's singer-songwriter shit. But I also picture the guy, like, taking it seriously and wearing clothes. You know, like, not looking like a fucking asshole. Because Mm. he's got, like... He dresses like an asshole, and he he carries himself body language-wise like fucking Norman Reedus. Like, it's just very, like... There's some manliness to it, but there's also like this fae aspect to it to
2: where he's, it's he's like leaning and kind of like got the top part of his body, you know, twisted. Yeah, it's,
1: it's like he's trying to be like it's a posturing thing. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like it's what? like he's trying to look like slick or like cool or or something where it's. It, He's trying to be something that just does not come off that fucking way. To, and, to sing
0: is, and, like, characterize my art, it turns me into Nosferatu. Yeah, like, like, why like are it, you like so claws? Some, <laughs>
1: like, it's some bodily-related type right. of, like, art piece but, and, and I mean, the fucking name of the band is Incubus, right? Like, hey,
0: more like Succubus. More,
1: more <laughs> like, hey, more like Stinkubus. <laughs> fucking God, I, I'm I was idiot. driving
0: over and I'm like, I swear to God, if some fucking hack reviewer for Rolling Stone or whoever put more like Succubus for a review. I will fucking eat my shoe, man. Like, I want to look it up later and be like, surely someone did it.
3: Surely <laughs> so, it's, someone It's not out just there. me. Like, I'm
0: not, I'm not like the no. brilliant
3: pioneer yeah. of that fucking one. But that landed particularly well after your Nosferatu comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyways. Um, because he's pale, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, and all right, ca- so uh, and
0: caving in on himself. Do, uh, just a rapid. We can say rapid.
1: I again. mean that's pretty much it. it yeah. It, I, not
0: like so not a bad song, but not yeah. not a I don't terrible think it's a... video, and it's to a its, it's like <laughs> if, it, if the whole <laughs> yeah. thing
3: had been done in the drawing style, and the drawing wasn't like just of him. If it was like him observing things. Great point. Or something like that. Yes. It would be like yeah. okay, I think I would enjoy it more.
1: It'd be like take me on or something. Right. Like, yeah. That, it would have like, come like, across a little bit more stylized. Excellent right. point. Yeah. 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 Like they like ran out of money
3: for the road.
2: Scoping budget, and
3: if the whole thing wasn't just like <laughs> yeah. "look at me," if it was more like "here's me looking and observing something else," yeah. then I might be like, "Okay." I, I never see really the
1: real care art for there. like
2: when music videos cut away to a band playing, anyways. I'm no, like, I'd rather it feels see like concept. filler, right?
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, rather see, see like a story shit. concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like they don't carry through on the concept of the video. You're absolutely right. Because I mean, even even Aha's take on me, which you were comparing it to. It's not. It's not all animation. I mean, there's like a solid thirty second lead up there, right? Where it's live action, so you're saving your budget right there. But then for the rest of it, it commits to the actual concept. And this here, it leads you with the concept, and then it's like we'll just sort of but. But even it. As in as, the uh, Aha video, yeah. like the
2: lead up is very much a part. It's tied Correct. to the. Correct. Right. Uh, it's the part, animation part of the yeah.
1: actual like yeah the storytelling element. Yeah, and, and it's. But-
3: it, it just to, to that it you know it would make more sense with the drawing hands thing. Like if you just stuck to that instead of all of a sudden dead, we see you and the band playing and you're shirtless and doing the poses. Right. And like look at me. It was just like doing doing dumb. Jim Morrison
0: yeah. bullshit. Run, running yeah. your
1: fingers over your ribs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, individual uh,
2: rib.
0: Yeah, dude. When Jesse and I were down in the kitchen earlier talking about it, he was like, "What was that movie with Christian Bell and I said The Machinist?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes. He he didn't even need to make a point. He just had to bring it up <laughs> just, and i was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah 100%." Yeah. But yep. no, you you are right though. Like especially in the late nineties when they were doing some high concept videos, like when it became a mainstay of videos can be high concept with like Michelle Gondry and people like that working, you can make something that's just drawings and rotoscoping and stop animation. You can do it on the cheap. I mean, they were doing it for like every Bjork video for the last six years so, this is like the third single from that album from Incubus. I mean, they were like a major band at that point. Uh-huh. And they, you're right, they fucking cheaped out on the concept.
3: And it's almost like they cheaped out just to be able to have some sex self appeal. sex or or appeal. Yes, 100%. Yes, yeah. It, it, it feels girls.
1: as though it was self preserve, like presentation and. Just saying more, like, look at me in the video and less about, like, some artistic concept right. behind it. And, like, yeah, you it's really... It's more sycophantic than it needs
0: to I be. I mean, what is yeah.
1: what is the fucking, you know, cost of doing, like, single-use animation, right? Like, by comparison. Didn't Brandon
0: Boyd do the drawings himself? Yeah, uh, I,
2: him and someone, one of the other members of the band, did the rotoscoping.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: As,
3: I which is heard weird, song.
2: which is a, a strange thing.
3: That
0: and this came out me. two years after the album release? So yeah, I like, mean, that's probably part of the reason. It, maybe they maybe. started... They were like, animation's fucking hard. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard the song before
3: this, but I realize that my I feel like my opinion about it is really heavily skewed now just by the music video. I think Fair. I could have appreciated yeah. it more if it felt like he was trying to say something will- instead of like... I'm a tortured artist, now look at that. I agree how sexy 100% because
1: this. I really feel like this is the first time I've ever seen the music video, and I do feel like I like the <laughs> song less <laughs> yeah, now that I've yeah. seen the video. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like huh, maybe Ugh. Ugh. this is just kind of cringe. You can't hold it, two uh, things
0: as mutually exclusive at all. I know, you can't because do Because now it. I'm
1: going to picture the fucking right, music video exactly, yeah, every uh, time. Yeah. I'm going to picture it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to picture this man like sauntering across a fucking triangle. Like he's <laughs> like a fucking Quaker at Sermon or something. God damn, dude. Yeah.
0: Michael J. Fox is more still
1: than this guy. He should, he should <laughs> That's mean, do Jesse. <laughs> don't say stuff
0: like that. Come on. And
1: in all the drawings, <laughs> like again, like even in the element of like the like w- what it, what is the conceptual piece? It's still just about him. None yeah. of the other fucking band members are in the drawings. They seem fine. They the other seem totally fine. They seem like members, normal people yeah, by, by the way. way. Seem like, yeah. I, I yeah. Think, yeah. have nothing, yeah. cool. nothing bad. It to feels very
3: self aggrandizing, and I feel like the rest of the band probably didn't appreciate it either. It's like I, I had no get... idea. Like even uh, though they boy. give a shit. Yeah. You might want to uh, pick
1: that up, yeah. Um I yeah, I don't know if they give a fuck at all, but maybe not. And they it,
3: pay, but at the same time, it's like I bet if you watched it after it'd be kinda like, Okay, so our band is just the sex appeal of your scrawny body. He's uh, the front uh, man, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, the extent of it. Cool.
1: That's that's really all I got. You got anything else, Garrett? No. <laughs>
0: I had one thing I said to Jesse in the kitchen too. I said, his body, because I remembered him being like more cut and like leaner when I was 14 or whatever. He makes Cillian Murphy in that scene and 20 Days Later when he has a shirt off look like Stallone and Cliffhanger. <laughs> so, I mean, like the gauntest dude on the planet that's like surviving the apocalypse. So British. This guy makes him look fucking buff. He is so dainty and fey and like one punch knockout. I just remember him being like a sex symbol. Like that was the thing I remember was being annoyed when I was like a freshman in high school with every girl that type of that
1: type of. Yeah. 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 You mean the type of guy that tucks his thumbs into the V of his fucking (laughs) pelvis. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That That is him. Listen, when I was like a little kid, when I was like nine and kind of like. Girls, gross, but secretly you have a crush because you're you're getting there. The big thing when I was that age was Oasis. And it was like those guys would cut you in in the face with a broken bottle in an alley and not even know they did something wrong. They are so fucking drunken and aloof. (laughs) This guy, though, was like the next big sex appeal thing. And it was just as bad of, like, what the
3: zeitgeist finds so attractive is so bizarre. I don't even know what it is anymore. I would not be surprised if it came out later, like, oh, yeah, he was definitely dating a 13-year-old at the time. It
1: well, like, I yeah, mean, that it, sounds Yeah, right. we, we made that yeah, comment it, earlier it, yeah. that the, all the band members
2: <laughs> look, look like they're fucking underage girls. Yeah.
1: It, but it, it kind of, like, I mean, that that's kind of became, like, a mainstay in, like, the whole, like, scene phase of, like, at least Garrett and I's upbringing of, like, going into, like, middle school and early high school. yeah. These and then, like, these slim, like, slender men being, like, sexy because they have, like, long and, black hair. And not, they're very, not like, you know, quite white androgynous,
0: but, like, bordering on it.
1: No, but they have this almost, like... I don't want to say vampiric. It's like like guys them, from My like,
0: Chemical Romance.
2: All, yeah, all and time I don't low. think that's ever really changed, though. That right? I mean, like scene. just look at
1: like K-pop
3: culture now. It's like more effeminate. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Jade <is> like, <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> like she's, she's like nodding over there I, I, Oh,
1: this is her fucking forte. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent, man. Like, this did is you man say explaining. My Chemical Romance? I'm telling you, if you, if there was there was not a fucking in Boomville there was not a fucking checkered shirt and tie combo that didn't get worn. This room
0: is carpeted, and we
1: still need to mop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're sitting here over here talking about guys in black jeans tucking their thumbs with their painted fingernails into their fucking waist I mean, like, and she's over there fucking creaming. She's like, "Oh my god, I've never seen a man yeah, so yeah, sensual." She, she
2: can't get up out of that seat now. <laughs> yeah,
1: she gets I'm up. There's like a, a there's a fucking heat press
3: on that fucking seat, dude. You know, like my wife talks She's like, about "I'm hard how, big
1: deal." Like, <laughs> the the day, like I'm harder than any of you have ever been." Oh, that's uh, that's she I had got that stonehood. <laughs>
3: my wife talks about how she had the big Orlando bloom crush back in her day and everything, you know, like there is a time I feel like like I know I'm generalizing women here, but like what? Teenagers, teenage girls in general, kind of like more effeminate looking men. I feel like wasn't there for sure. It's like a phase. That's yeah. like a thing like that. It's like, it's, it's like there's
1: always a popular, like,
3: like, like that, for right?
1: instance, the band him, right? Like that guy just fucking embodies everything about that. Like, he has more meat on his bones than this fucking dude, but you
0: know it's so do the people that, that were liberated from the fucking concentration camps. Yeah, well, but but I just mean I bring that, that up like every episode. I, I, I just What's mean wrong that, with me? I just mean it,
1: studded black belt with dark jeans, a guy that maybe wears <laughs> eyeliner and has long dark hair. Maybe and, wears eyeliner. He, okay. he wears oh, okay. eyeliner. I think my point is Let, that the let's, style let's changes, but
3: the way like the kind of man is what I'm talking about is kind yeah, of always staying the same. whatever boy
1: walked out a hot topic. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Or just like maybe long hair, but he's he's thin, you know, he doesn't have any fat on him at all. He probably weighs a hundred pounds. Why are you sitting like that now?
1: Yeah. Jesse, what (laughs) are you doing? Hey, quit tucking your jeans behind you. I wanna see it.
2: He's got his fist in his pocket. Why are you just
1: like gyrating? Jesse, I'm not asking you to stand up. Get your hands out of your pocket. Uh, I I can't stand
3: up anymore.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, a guy that has between seven and thirteen wristbands or like wrist accessories. Right and and obviously a cross necklace. Uh, a yeah.
2: deep V neck.
1: Deep V neck. D- so you can see yeah. that
2: there's no chest there. All concave.
1: Yeah, all, all concave. concave. His all two concave. hairs
2: that he just grew dick. in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dick does not work. You heard them grow in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was audible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're sitting here describing this fucking eyeliner snake bite piece of shit, and she's over there just fucking She's my stomach. She's over there. Her fucking. Her fucking studded leather belt is just growing it's just fucking swelling behind her that's how you get ants <laughs> you know I, we listen we, that, were, we that, were that fucking invader zim <laughs> girl shirt it's just fucking wet
0: we were listen we were there Jesus. we were like let's go ahead and wrap it up you got any more thoughts and this spring for... Yeah, we have
2: talked more about these fae-looking men than we have the song.
1: Look, man, I just want to explain the reasoning behind why when I wrap a flannel around my waist, it's wet.
3: Well, I just think that they are pretty, and we should acknowledge it. We,
0: <laughs> we were having a nice dinner, and then a chest burster scene happened. I guess <laughs> was totally fine. We're actually being kind of Goshen nice about this, and all of a sudden, the guy from him... I have a fucking bone to pick.
1: They're they're groomed and manicured. Hey, I actually like him, but this dude is just like that. That's what I attribute it to. I attribute it to that phase of like angsty teenage, um, just like the the the, like trying to be like a sex symbol or like icon or something. Um, and everyone's just silent. Well, (laughs) give
0: give me a timestamp. Isolate it. Send it to me. (laughs) <laughs> i actually like the guy from him and go well, here comparing
3: him to christian bale the machinist and i barely weigh 100 pounds <laughs> <laughs> go
1: ahead dalton yeah no, i mean that we've already we've already dogged mm-hmm. him out
0: enough No, we have you you uh we're on something though i think i think that you were you were digging something and you might have struck um not oil and not a nerve but something deep uh, uh recessed within yourself um That might be telling about who you actually are go on about the guy from him
1: go on about the guy from him i wasn't talking about the guy from him yes you
0: uh, you were talking about something
1: i was talking i said the guy i I said i like the band him but this guy specifically Mm -hmm. i think just brings about that age of teenage angst and what i was gonna say is that watching the music video now it makes me attribute it more to that than it does like 90s jam so I, like I said earlier, I like the song less now because I've seen the music video. Because it now it seems more like a self serving. The fuck is my dog doing? <laughs> no, that was the dog. But yeah, I, I completely. Well, now agree it with seems you. more self serving than it does like artistic.
3: The music video makes it feel like it's less about the song and more about like we know who our audience is, who we're trying to appeal to. And we want those people to buy the album. Right. And yes. Which is 13-year-old girls. Yes.
0: Those <laughs> noises were happening. I just picture her leg pulled back and I was like, it's like a steam engine just like shooting stuff out. <laughs> she, she,
1: she's like, she's like Sept, septum piercings.
4: Oh. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> All right. Is that it? Is that it, boys? We need a clean accent. All right, well, Garrett, you're the final thought. Uh, any more thoughts on Incubus's Drive? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Look, whatever tomorrow
2: brings, you know, I'll be there. All right? With open arms and open <laughs> eyes. Yeah.
3: I like that. Did you sing you that, that when you yeah, actually yeah, did the song? I feel like it. you okay. fucked that up. But
1: this time, without playing the guitar, yeah. you're not focusing look, on look. that. Just okay. sing the chorus. I, I have an idea.
0: Let him let, sing. Let, let him try it again. Let him no. play it again.
1: No, 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 no. Don't play it. Just let him sing the chorus.
0: Whatever tomorrow. <laughs> God damn it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, He went right for the bone. Go ahead, Everybody close your eyes. Whatever
1: tomorrow
2: brings, I'll be there. With open arms And
1: open eyes Yeah I'm telling you What were you doing With the guitar That was good Because now 10 mile radius Wet jeans One more time With
3: the guitar Everybody close their eyes We hear it And everybody with. There's no video video. Everybody keep your eyes closed Thumbs up or thumbs down Okay We're all All open Hey lead into it too I
0: want to be transported Jesse saves everything dude
1: (laughs) Fuck I'm there Whatever to no. for, oh, oh, What's everyone doing? Thumbs everybody down. down Everybody <laughs> open your eyes
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think we all started with a thumbs up so uh, I think we did yeah.
0: You put the suck in Sucky Biscuit
1: <laughs> Was there conviction in your
0: voice? Yeah <laughs> Was there conviction in what you just said? So I just want to cross analysis No No <laughs>
3: He's telling the truth.
0: We, we have a good four oh, minutes here somewhere. So. That was beautiful. <laughs> this can be Mills. <laughs> he looks so <laughs> upset. Did
3: you shit yourself for real? Yeah.
0: <laughs> didn't do the whole thing. <laughs> I was just saying, change but it. As soon as you
3: said you shit yourself, he said, yeah. I said, well, you better change it then. But we got there Did you got this fast. It? I started to, but he got to the button too fast. Ask him if he shit himself. Just say it. Did you shit yourself? Yeah. Well, you better change it. Change it. it <laughs>
1: It's the cookie you drunk for as much frosting as you want. So how do you do your dunkaroos? The super duper deep dunk. Mm. The
3: yeah. long
1: distance dainty dunk. You, you can dunk a dunkaroo in as much chocolate or vanilla frosting as you want. Mm. So how do you do your dunkaroos? Now we've mixed yummy chips of chocolate in a creamy vanilla frosting. New chocolate chip dunkaroos. Hip hip for chocolate chip.
3: We got all of this. No one's listening anymore. But where okay. is it? Roy?
1: no one ever was.
0: <laughs> no one's listening. My grandma's like fumbling with this right now and going, "Like, is this them? Is this the boys? What <laughs> is this the Mike, boys? Michael and his friends?
3: Yeah. <clears throat> Michael, I listen to your podcast and I gotta say, it's the best fucking shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <ever.
0: laughs>
3: She's from Chicago. She's from
0: chi Town. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Okay, um, so for the 10th episode, we're doing something a little special. We are doing Dealer's Choice, which is where we all picked one thing in each three categories, and we're only rolling in those three, okay? So these are all things that we want to actually cover for once. Are you going to say who picked it before you say what it is? Yes. So for the movie, on the 10th episode, the Dealer's Choice big episode... We are covering Event Horizon. Yeah, Ew. which was my Very choice. Sweet. Great movie. Okay, for the TV show, we are covering Dinosaurs: The Last Episode. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, if you don't know about the last episode, boy will you ever, because That's there's something good. to it. Yeah, it's fucking wild. There's a lot more than not the baby or not the mama or whatever the fuck the tagline for that show is Roseanne with dinosaur puppet suits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's something to that last one and it's going to be a good conversation. And then the music video we are covering will be meatloaf. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that (laughs) from Mr. Jesse Hearn. So nice. Yes. Yes. That's going to be the 10th episode. Should be a good one. Uh, Boys. Do you have any last thoughts? Any final things? We want to do the rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. We're like Mike said and Garrett said. Rate, review, subscribe. Jesse, rate, review, subscribe. Okay, cool. Do, do you have anything you want to say? I mean, like spiritually uh, or about Patreon? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there's extra content on Patreon or whatever if you want it. Yeah, oh, for sure.
0: I I know that I'm usually really mum about Patreon stuff. I don't really have anything to say ever. But look, if you're anything like me and you make most of your purchases out in the garage, fucked up, ignoring your family on your phone, go ahead and do that. Because there was extra stuff. And listen, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, if I fucking sign up for Patreon, then I'll forget about it. And like after a year, it's going to be $1,000 or something. Go buy a fucking gift card. It works for Bang Bros. I'm sure it works for Patreon. <laughs> I have no idea. I it, have no it fucking does work clue. For Bang Bros. I'm sure it works for Patreon too. So go do that. Hey, you- where do you Where do you get the Bang Bros gift cards? It's on a Bang gift card. You just get any gift card, and that way they don't have your credit card information because they Oh, oh you, they, yeah, right. will fuck you on that. So what I'm saying is, go get a gift card. It'll probably give you fuel points or something, so it pays for itself. you Fucking idiot! Get on a Patreon, Dalton. Back to you.
1: Yeah, what he said. Okay.
2: Thank you for joining
3: us for the ninth episode. So these Bang Bros gift cards. <laughs> 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 have a
1: good one, everybody.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. so much. Thanks. See Thanks you next time.